Welcome to Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a tour conversation. But you know that because you, uh, you're you my friend, and more importantly, uh, we've, uh, we've had many more than two-hour conversations on a uh, menagerie of bullshit. So yeah. what I was going to say as I was on my phone is, um, as a young man growing up in Newport Beach, that kind of, I mean, growing up is relative term is, uh, hold on, beer. What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Mazama Mo Haze Ice. I am drinking uh, from my friends at Holdout Brewing, their Koala Takedown, no chlamydia admitted. What, what's your um, what's your uh, Save Austin? Your ABV. Oh, what's your ABV? My ABV is seven percent. Oh God, you beat me. I'm like at six point one. Don't worry. Underneath the veil over here, I've got a, uh, I've got a stash, which is an eight. I have a thirsty goat, which is, I don't know what that is. And then I have a, uh, a, uh, a Bell's dub, uh, two hearted ale. So I've got I've, I've high content, but I just came from a high content party. So I just got to keep the ball rolling. Okay. For sure. But to real quick to that, to the, the reason why the phone was up. Um, so there's a place to play basketball. Uh, I started playing there. 20 years ago, 24 hour ultra sport, a place I could not afford to play basketball at a place that had um, professional athletes coming in uh, to play. And then there was me. Um, the company I was working with had a, I'm saying that on the lot, I apologize. Uh, the, the company I was working with an explosive growth. So I went to this gym I could not afford. I couldn't walk in the door. I couldn't afford shit. I was like, if I give you access to 2,500 employees, can I get a membership for $25 a month? This is a place that Valley parks your car, washes it, showers, food in the locker rooms, and a beer. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, this is like my home sweet home, right? Car gets yeah. washed. Valley parking. There's elevators. This is like the non-gym gym. Mm -hmm. But the basketball quality was epic, to say the least. I mean... Cherokee Parks, AC Green, Tony Gonzalez, uh, Raymond Etheridge, Janai Kerr, professional athletes coming and playing basketball. Professional, like gold medal winning, championship winning, legit NCAA, NBAA, water polo, NFL champions playing. One of the best experiences of my life humility which obviously kathy i didn't get enough of 
for sure. <laughs> for sure, right? They didn't humble me enough, but they humbled right. me enough to where they let me play with them. Really? Not the worst. Wait, the and worst. you got it for 25 bucks too? Yeah, and uh, I got an e I just got a text message and it's uh, shutting down. Oh, wow. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's a, it's a heartbreaker. It really is because, man, I've got lifelong friends from there. I, oh, wow. uh, I got to play with some of the best athletes in the world. There's a, there's a, there's a memory thing there that's so special that, uh, you know, it's, it kind of breaks my heart. I'm not going to lie. Breaks my heart. But that said, we are talking during movies. Thank you for being here. Your daughters obviously couldn't hang. That's fine. Listen, weak sauce is, it is what it is. Obviously from your husband's side of the genetic pool that they couldn't make it over here in time. That's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> your, your husband's like, why am I getting thrown to the bus? Why, why, why? I've done nothing but been nice to Jason. I've, I've yeah. done nice things to him. I've talked to him on the phone. Throw me into the bus. Let's have a drink. So we're gonna do Jaws. I'm excited about this, for sure. I'm excited as well because, I was just telling some friends about this. So Jaws is two things, which is amazing. One, if Jaws was done right, it wouldn't have done, been done well at all. It is the, is the majesty in figuring out solutions in broken systems which we find ourselves in a lot. Listen, there's a reason I proposed Jaws first, okay? There really is. So when you look at, you know why we didn't see Jaws right away? Why? Shark didn't work. What? The shark did not work. Oh, really? So I we didn't, didn't know. get to see Jaws because we couldn't see Jaws because the fucking shark didn't work. So <laughs> one, the shark didn't work. Two, when it was attacking the boat or a person, I forget the exact thing, it was malfunctioning. So the one attack scene, the uh -huh. fucking sharks broke. <laughs> so broke, doesn't work. Same as broke, doesn't work. Can't film it. Anticipation. And that's the thing. Think about every horror film past Jaws. Okay. Friday the 13th, Halloween, Freddy Krueger. Mm -hmm. We saw the person later, but the anticipation of what was happening, that was created because Jaws couldn't figure out how to make a fucking shark work. <laughs> Our whole emotion around horror films and thrillers and understanding the human complexity of how we deal with things uh-huh crazy so before we hit play on jaws before we do anything i always love to do this i'm going to give my shout out to holdout brewing uh i love their shirt they gave me uh save austin drink beer i love their beer actually it's a very good beer it's, it's, i've only got four of them I, so I, I don't i'm having one and i'm easing my way through some others one uh i got one local i got two from out of i got two locals one out of town but Holdout Brewing, they got a great location. It's open air. It's beautiful. It's amazing. The beer is obviously very good. Their POS is good, which I'm a big fan of. So my little shout out is to, uh, to Holdout Brewing. Where you're at, Kathy, in, in, in Oregon, is there, a, uh, is there a small business or is there a, um, a company or someone? You and the girls love to go. I mean, I know the boys are out of town. 
So if you're gonna order food, is there a shout out we can give a small business in your area uh, that could use some love? And I'll send them a oh. little later, obviously. So we like the wood fire pizza place called Ooh. Pizzario. Called what? Pizzario. Pizzario. Now, why yeah. do you like it? Um, they just have really good combinations. So I've been vegetarian for about a year. A That's bit. too bad. That's okay. And <laughs> and they just make a really great pizza. Like it's just the oven. Like I really like barbecue smoky flavor and just the fact that it's like, you know, wood fire. It's just a really good pizza. Great so crust. Great favorite, Sorry, my favorite thing about veggie pizzas is the flavor. The thing I hate about veggie pizzas is that there's maybe 1% of people that are the cooker right because there's so much water in vegetables, right? I mean, when people hear about eight glasses a day, what they're talking about is eating your fruits and vegetables because there's so much water in them. And if you try to make a pizza at home and you go to Trader Joe's and you get the crust and you spread it out and you put the veggies on, the sauce, sauce on, veggies on, cheese on, it's a soggy crust because those veggies are just with water. But if the temperature's right in the oven, the crust is crispy, the veggies don't like meld into one veggie flavor, right? You got green pepper, you got mushroom, you got onion, you got black, but they all hold their flavor because mm -hmm. the temperature's right. Because yeah. the magical thing about it's so hot in there, that crust goes crisp and the veggies go, fuck it, water's already, it's in the air. It's not even like going down to the crust, it's in the air. And the cheese is like, I'm getting golden brown and gooey motherfucker, and I hope you can hang on. And the sauce goes, I cannot wait to burn your mouth. I'm so excited. I'm going to burn the roof of your mouth and your tongue and behind your teeth, and you're going to have flesh you're going to play with like Captain Crunch. It's going to be amazing. But it is amazing. Right? I mean, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's done right. And, and the only thing is, like, I guess I don't like the takeout version because you know, the thing that you just described, it's hot and all the other stuff by the time yeah. you get it, you, um, it's five minutes away. It's still, I mean, it's good, but it's not as good. No. So the I, I miss, pizza. Yeah. So now what, before we get into the movie, what made you go, uh, veget what, first of all, vegetarian versus vegan. So where's the choice there? And then what's vegan the a lot more maintenance, I think. Like, I think the food choices are more limiting and you really, I don't know. I mean, it's already kind of high maintenance to be a vegetarian and then to throw in veganism on it. Like, I don't know. Anyway. How's um, the health for your body on this choice? Uh, I notice a difference. Like, I can't eat meat at all anymore. Like, I don't eat. I think I had a little piece of chicken and I was not feeling well immediately. Um, and... I think, you know, after this whole COVID thing, I decided, first of all, you know, there's a big meat scare and then all this stuff happened to meat packing plants and I didn't have any of those worries. So, and the, the, they, things have vastly improved. It's just really good. Anyway, I'm just trying to reduce my carbon footprint and just be healthier. And I just felt like going to, you know, an organic um, plant-based diet would be the best. So. Sure. And, you know, not to get too personal, but, um, you know, you have, um, some physical ailments that I'm mm -hmm. assuming this diet uh, helps you? Yeah. Good. That's yeah. good. I mean, listen, Kathy, I want you around as long as you can be around. I want you around forever. <laughs> I would like to die before you die, if that's okay. Uh, no, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. because I need, I need someone to tell Harper some stories. <laughs> 
oh about you that'd be sweet um right. wow. it's like it's like at the funeral you're like your dad shouldn't have died i mean he was a raging asshole and he did everything to the extreme and his heart was always beating way past anything else that dude the red ball and the provigil and the badafinil and everything else he was a crazy person but let me tell you about your dad for this that's all i want i live a crazy life hoping it inspires my daughter and hoping that i don't outlive any of my friends so they can tell her stories that'd be great <laughs> but <laughs> it's a morbid thing to think about but it's also if you're just thinking about the kid and not you it's also very selfish, right? I understand it's very selfish, but it's also, it's like this bridge of selfishness and the idea that I will never have to tell my kids stories about me. You know, it's interesting that you say that because a friend of mine, a couple of weeks ago, her husband died, um, totally unexpected. We've been best friends for a million years um, and she's older than me. Uh, <laughs> and she's a she's a hair older than me just a little bit and i have felt terrible about it like it made me um just if you all of a sudden realize your own um your your own lifespan and like how much you have left and how much you haven't done yet and i don't know it's, it it just makes me think about her a lot and just think about the situation and stuff it definitely made jane and i think about each other more so yeah I mean, who do you, you know, you're married, you've got kids, obviously older than mine, before we get into Jaws. Um, thinking about it real quick, who do you want to tell the story, your love story? Do you want to tell it or do you want Jean to tell it? Oh, to your gosh. girls. Like if, if it's coming down to you're going to die or Jean's going to die and someone's going to tell stories, yep. who wants to tell stories? Oh gosh. Um, well, she doesn't have as good as memory as I do about something. That's so better. I, that might be better, yeah. Kathy. How dare you? A bad <laughs> memory is a great storyteller. Okay. Uh, History has shown us a bad memory is a great storyteller. <laughs> Look at white people. We're like, our, we've done great. <laughs> that team would be better. He would absolutely be better because he actually has a sunny year version on life and he doesn't always remember all the yucky stuff and, and he just tell, he, he just has a different version. Mine's more raw his is probably sweeter great though but i'll tell you what isn't that the spin when it comes to raising the kids yes you want the harder line for the kids yeah. like stories come later hey kids sorry to bust your bubble stories come later yeah yeah well they're actually kind of getting into them now like they'll say stuff and they'll be like oh i because we have um Nally's been living with us and she's my oldest. Um, she and her husband live here. Um, Anna has been living with us since she graduated from college. Joe just graduated from college. Let me throw a shout out here to Joe. Uh, anyway, um, and he moved back in. He was living with his girlfriend and then he moved in because- um, He's like, I'm not missing the family party. There is spaghetti, there's pizza. No. <laughs> there is a whole thing going on. And I'm not gonna lie. Tammy over yeah. here is not is not a good ramen cook. I'm going I, home. <laughs> I think I think he misses his girlfriend. He actually said he feels like he broke up with her, and I I feel bad about that. But anyway, he doesn't have he a job. For a and, reason. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you did it for a reason. <laughs> Don't get caught up in the bullshit, son. Well, he he and Gene are camping this week, so they're nice. fishing, 
And that was his big thing that he wanted to do after he graduated. He just wanted to not think about anything and he just wanted to throw a line in and camp. So they're in central Oregon. There's no Wi-Fi, no nothing. So I have no idea what they're doing. But I know are they they're in alive. like John's Day area. Where are they at? Look at look at me dropping <laughs> dropping pins in Central Oregon because John's Day is literally Central Oregon. How dare you, young lady? With that, you're doing really good. Thank you. Uh, he, Where are we um, at? Uh, they're at, at um, right outside of Sisters. Oh yeah, that's a great spot. Isn't that great? Yeah, a great spot. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, so they're all living here anyway. Um, and it's been, we've had a lot of nice conversations when they'll say stuff like, gosh, you never told me that, or I didn't know that. So it's been, I mean, it's been fun. We've had a lot of, a lot of family moments. Good, good, yeah. good, good. So listen, I am at, uh, I don't know, there's a little globe in the front, right? Where, where, where are you at on the play button? Um, all I have to do is press the play. Hit, hit play, hit play. I'm going to hit play as well. Hit play. So you know what's really funny? The Jaws movie came up recently. Yeah. Um, in I my hold on, I want to make sure there's no sound though. Turn uh, your sound off, otherwise I get sued. Okay. Just hit the, the on the right hand corner of where we um, of uh or the left hand corner, sorry, where the play button is, and then there's uh -huh. a little thing that has the music. Talking. See, you got the talking going, young lady. How dare you? The Zanuck Brown production. Here we go. So, as we talked about, real quick, let's let's we're gonna we're gonna jump all over the place. I want to jump over a lot of places with you because uh, I like your background, I like your thought process, and I, I love the way you see the world. Uh, it's one of the reasons why you're one of um, my, my 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 you know. And I know we don't talk a lot, but you're one of my dear friends. I, I respect so much of, of who you are as, as, as a mother, as a woman, as a business person. Uh, you are I'm, one of those, well, no, you honestly, like I'm not, I'm not fucking around. You are, you're like, you're one of those people when I talk about women that I'm around and why uh -huh. I'm around them. Yeah. It's pretty simple for me. It's like, I have a daughter. So Melinda Moore, and her venture and her and her VC company, you know. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. My friend Lisa and the way she travels the world and and does cosmetics and changes the whole environment of how they. She's a marketing genius, if you will. Right. Um, we have uh, my friend Chelsea, who uh, who is another marketing. She just navigates social and marketing so well, and and knows where to put her flagpoles and not like I don't. And I have a daughter, so my goal is, is, is twofold in my mind, right? It's like one is, hey, she's not allowed to say one word, can't. And then outside of that, she's only allowed to be around men who respect women in power, and then more mm -hmm. importantly, women who have and execute power because I want my daughter to have the confidence that we have had walking in to a business meeting. And oh, for sure. Can't, and she can't have that from me. I can give a little bit of it, yeah. right? but I'm a guy at the same time. Like she's literally seen me and like, that guy really listened. And I've been with females and males and like, he didn't listen to her. Like she sees it. He didn't listen to her. I'm like, shit. And then I want to share something else with you real quick. I want to pull this up. 
Uh, I apologize, I'm getting on my, on my Instagram and people don't know this. So one of my dear friends, uh, Janai Kerr, who was a, uh, he was one, number one, he's an amazing human being. Two, he didn't do water polo till he was in college. And then in doing water polo in college, uh, Janai won a medal for, for the US. He was the first African-American goalie water polo player. And I just, I wanna share with you, uh, if I can find it here, I'm just gonna, I gotta, I gotta just pull him up because I, I, I wanna share with you this, Janai. Janai Kerr, how are you, sir? G-E-N-A-I-K-E-R-R, it's not private. It's at Janai Kerr, G-E-N-A-I-K-E-R-R. Right, and he posted this song, he posted this message and I don't see it here. So I, 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 anyways, what it said was his son was holding the message and he's got a, he comes from a background where his dad's Jamaican, his mom's white. His wife is white and he is black or mixed, whatever you want to call it. Two kids, one on the way and his kid's holding a sign. Oh, I see it. I think gone and his kid says when do i go from cute to criminal oh no that's not on this page okay yeah that, uh, that's rough and i just I, I i replied and i'm like i've never seen an instagram post and i really never have that one made me cry the mm -hmm. two shook me and that three was like, why the fuck are we playing this game? It's, a, it's the idea of, it's the same in my mind, the idea of the media going, a person got attacked by a shark. Versus the shark's media that goes, some assholes in my water and I moved them out. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. do we live together or don't we? And when does this beautiful child and that's a, that's a fair argument. When does a beautiful child, black, white, I don't, listen, I don't care, but I will say this. I love this analogy and I will use it till the day I die now. And I stole it from someone. I don't care who I stole it from. I apologize. Message me. I will tag you and everything. Jesus talked about a guy who had a hundred sheep. And 99 were with him and one was missing. And what did Jesus do? He went and he found the other sheep. And why? Not that the 99 were not important. But the one was lost and needed to be brought back to the flock. To, be, to make the flock whole. Okay. To make everything whole. So when you hear... A kid who's, you know, holding up a sign that says, when do I go from cute to criminal? Because everyone's like, oh, the Asian baby, oh, the black baby, oh, they're so cute. When does it go from cute to criminal? Expand on that and go, when do we decide that they're not, that that group, no, we don't, we don't go after that lost sheep. And more importantly, why is that sheep lost? And when you think about the anger, not the riots, the protests, the anger. Mm -hmm. And you think about the deconstruction of society and what's happening. 
right? Jaws is the riot. Swimming with your friends, black, white, Asian, whatever it may, Native American, whatever it may be, right? That's the beach. Jaws is the fuck up to the beach, right? Yeah, yeah that's a good analogy. So what do we do? Right, we don't have a boat big enough for racism. We don't. Racism is jobs, right? It's like, hey, listen, keep it in line. Get the people over there, get these people over here. Here we go, racism. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. But also in that world, what do we do? Like, why is it, Kathy, that I can talk with you, I can talk with Janai, I can talk with my friends in the driveway and have beers, and none of us disagree on any of this. So why is the shark still biting? Um, it's based on location. Like I think, so? yeah, I think some of them are. I think some of people's bigotry is deep rooted, and um, and I think you know, like I think certain parts of the country are more inclusive than others and and um and that that's my thought process because i don't understand the hatred but i think if i got anything out of i mean i i have certainly appreciated what went on and as far as rioting and stuff goes i can get that too like i i do get that on some level and it was just based on an um on an interview i saw with um spike lee about how um, the rich just keep getting richer and there's definitely divides. And so, you know, I can understand all that on, on, I just, I just do understand it. I'm not, I, I'm not judgmental of it, but I also think that it depends like really where you live. Do you think there is a balance, um, of judgment, non-judgment, and then just us living together, right? So I, I look at it and I go, Hey man, you've heard a rider. I don't understand because I don't understand. Right. So I'm just like, Hey man, not, not the right, not the right time, not the right mm-hmm. place. Not that there's ever a right time or right place for rioting, which is why I say not the time right now, but the peaceful <laughs> protesters who are there that I, I don't like, I, I guess, there's two parts of me that go, I wish, and once again, I'm ide- you know me, I'm, a, I'm an idealistic person at the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want the best for everybody and I, I just wanna have fun. Like, I want a world where I can grab a drink with anyone at any time, anywhere, any city. And I don't think about color, race, economics, anything. I'm just like, we're well, gonna sit up for a cocktail. Who cares? Get the fuck out of here. So I wonder, because I don't see it, right? And it might be mm-hmm. the news channels that I, that I watch, but I don't see it. I don't see one. The protesters going, hey, rioters, shut the fuck up. You're giving us a bad name. A. B. I don't see the part that goes, I, I understand the economics of, of the trickle-down effect. And what I mean by that is, you break in, you take something, insurance replaces it, insurance does this, insurance rates goes up. Well, where are insurance things sold? Sold on a market. How are markets done? They're bundled. How are they bundled? They're bundled with bonds. What do bonds look like? Well, they pay out like this. 
How are bonds paid out? Like this. Well, what happens when there's a riot? Well, no one gets their bond payment. Well, that happens. Well, grandma and grandpa don't get their medication. Well, then what does that mean? Well, in a world of COVID-19, it means everyone fucking dies, according to the media. Yeah. And I would, I would humbly take a step back and go, hey, if we would look at our race relations in this country, mm-hmm. the way we look at relationships, if e-harmony took over America, Yep. Right? If E-Harmony just took us over. Mm-hmm. And we're two months into re- d- d- dating relationships with all of the minorities. And at some point, we're going to be the minority. So we should really get in on this, right? E-Harmony, <laughs> take over our relationships. Like, let's just take over social media. Take over everything. And, just, and when everyone posts something, there's a 10-second lag that has someone or a minute lag, whatever it is. There's someone from E-Harmony go, hey, let me tell you why this might fall on deaf ears. Now, I'm not saying they're the right people. I'm just hyperbole, obviously. But imagine a world where, where this protests and riots and everything explodes. More importantly, imagine a world like Shark Week 10 years down the road. The sharks aren't the bad people, right? You're hanging out in their hood and they just want to know if you're food, right? Because they're just hunters. So imagine once again a world where we live and relationships go like that. E-harmony. And E-harmony goes, hey, man, listen, I understand that you love this and you love this and you're not racist, but but y'all still shouldn't probably talk. Because it creates racism. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like there's some conversations where someone's not racist and then someone who goes, I agree with you, we should do this. And someone's like, fuck that. And you're like, hey man, I understand where you're going at, but that sounds racist based on your commentary here, which means it's probably a little racist. So not your best friend to the left. But if we treated this like relationships and every two months or three months, you've been married. How would Gene talk about your marriage and how you're handling your finances? And have you gone on enough dates? How are you two together? How are the kids? Like, when are we doing everything together? When is he grabbing the boys and doing something? When are you grabbing the girls and doing something? What are you two just doing? It's a relationship. Yeah. Good work at it. What if we did that? Um, I mean, it takes more work. Yeah, it does. But I, love, but I love that we will do more work for the stock market. We will do not more work for our emotional health. Yeah. Talk I don't know. Me. It's okay. You don't have to agree with me. You're not. <laughs> come on now. No, no on some level, it's true. Um, but I, you never, like earlier, you're talking about Harper, and I have to, so I, I first have to get this out of my brain before I don't want to go. Favorite Harper story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was when you were driving, you picked her up and you guys were driving home and she said she got in trouble that day and she got her name on the board, but she took care of it. And she, <laughs> and she erased it. She just erased, she erased it. She's like, what? Fuck. I'm not hey. in trouble anymore. Yeah, so when she erased her name, oh my God, I was like, oh, I love that woman. Like, seriously, she's the best. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about her. 
<laughs> I mean, there's nothing better than you got in trouble. Your name's on the board. She's like, really? I'm in trouble because of that <laughs> on a chalkboard or a whiteboard, whatever it is, that can easily be just wiped uh -huh. across. Perfect. Yeah. This is your punishment. This is my answer. My name's no longer on the board. I know. It, that was the best story I've ever heard. Like, so when you have stuff in the top, so you'll have to let me know. But that one was my favorite Harper story. I got some now. I mean, she's six. So uh, she is, um, I mean, she is, she's the kid, right? She is, yeah. uh, she's pushing the boundaries. She's pushing limits. She's having fun. Uh, but there is, the conversation gets more complex, but the depth of the well of me versus her mm -hmm. is so different that as she tries to mature and do things, it's hard to put, and you know this better than I do, it's hard to put parameters on it because you need to make them fail. Yeah. Right? And they're like, yeah, but I want to do this, or hey, I have this, or hey, you know what? And you're like, all agreeable. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm going to skin my knee as a dad. You're going to break your fucking tibia as a kid, but we need to go through this. Yeah, they, they do. They, uh, they all have to learn on their own. Like no matter how much you want to save them and not have them make the mistake, you, 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 they got to go and do their thing. They got to. And you just got to hope they, they make the best mistake possible. As odd as that is to say. Well, or you just don't make it twice, right? You can make it once, but because you, yeah. you have but if you make the same, I mean, that's the definition of insanity and being an idiot at the same time. So, yeah. I don't, I talk, oh, listen, I am, I am the sponge of one mistake. Not that there's not consequences, but I am like, you did it. Okay. Here's your consequences. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Here's why it works. Here's why it doesn't. But you do it twice. No, 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 no. You're out. I mean, you're <laughs> out as a, as a parent. Yeah. You make the same mistake, you make the same egregious mistake twice, you lose shit for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm crazy. I'm crazy about like on the phone with her traveling. Did you say that? You did that to a friend? You did X, Y, and Z? Really? Oh, no, no, no. Mom's going to walk you down. You're going to apologize. You're going to apologize to the mom, the dad, the brother, and the kid who you offended. <laughs> And yeah. then there's no iPad for a week, and I'm not even in town. And I, yeah. already, I already have the iPad because I just travel with it. Yeah. But there is, I, I think there is, you know, and, and you know this better than I, there is a difference, right? There's a, there's a leveling of who's the person, what's going on, and more importantly, like, how embarrassing is this to my kid? There are people that think that. You've interacted with those parents. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Why is it so special that we don't care about how our kids feel about discipline? Because it seems rational. But when I talk to other parents, they're like, I can't believe you do this. This is amazing. Can I try this with my kid? And I'm like, I wish you would have done that years ago when your kid was one. Um. 
because it's hard it's hard it's it's like it, it once again it's a relationship it takes a lot of effort right i i mean and it takes a village i'm, dr- and- I'm literally drinking while you're saying this because i'm like yeah it takes effort who the fuck <laughs> maybe god I- should have made sex last seven hours so that we would <laughs> understand the investment in the relationship of having a fucking child yeah it's it's a deal yeah i have four of them so you know and one of them i adopted so yeah for sure it's a, it's a deal what um adopting a kid is like bringing a catfish into a local pond they're like who's this what's going on why are they here uh what do they do they look different and you're in oregon which no offense predominantly white so walk as best as you can walk through what that was like um well i didn't i didn't even think about it at the time because i just love seas no color for me right so um but i think you know lately anna has said how hard it was for her that um she was like the only um person that um looked like she did and you know sure. and people stare at us all the time and i didn't really think anything about it so hold um, on so hold on real quick let me pause you there so you didn't see it because you loved Anna because she's, she's a great yeah. kid. She's a very yeah. smart kid. Had a couple conversations with her. She's great. You yeah. didn't see it. Nope. She saw it obviously a lot more than you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was it like when she pulled back the veil and goes, here's where I'm at? What did that feel like? Um, it was, it it was, it's hard. Okay. Because it's kind of been an ongoing thing. Like it's not something that she... Is it hard because, uh, I I don't mean this is disrespectfully. I don't mean that that way. Is it hard because you're white or is it hard because you didn't see the same thing she saw? Um, probably a mix of both. Um, but... And the other thing is, is that I'm not your typical parent. Like, I'm like, (laughs) you know, my kids and does something dumb or something stupid. I could call them on it right then. You don't wait for two or three days to get it over with or whatever. You talk about it and you, um, you know, you say what it is like you do when you're on vacation and you, or when you're out working and you call Harper and you figure out something. You don't wait till you get home. You're not like Ward Cleaver and you're going to walk in the door and, you know, everybody's terrified. Like you did your thing and you can talk to somebody on the phone. And I don't know. I think what's hard for me is that it, it, I, it shouldn't be that hard and people shouldn't stare, but they do like they just do. And I had Anna in a classroom once and it just came up the other day because somebody posted something about like the worst teacher that they had ever had. And Anna went to the same school as this person and I won't name names, but I thought the woman spelled her name with a K and it was with a C, so I got corrected right away because I was like, wait a minute, I thought she spelled her name with a K, and then I thought I was the only person who didn't like her or that had issues with their child. I mean, when she, <laughs> here's how, here's how it, it was. So we were sit, so she called me in um, for a teacher conference, um, and the first thing that she said to me was that, um, that she felt that there was a language barrier with Anna and that she wasn't hearing anything that Anna wasn't learning anything. And Whoa, that's, that's... Um, I unloaded on that woman. Like I was like, 
and I literally stood you up. should, because you're a mom. Yeah, and I was like, do you know how racist that is? Do you know her first word was French fry? She is as American as anybody else, and that means for the last three weeks. <laughs> like, my first word wasn't dad or mom. You racist motherfucker. It was <laughs> French fry, and she pointed at the McDonald's arches. So I just want to <laughs> let you know, you motherfucker. Oh, my she God. She doesn't understand, or you're a shitty communicator. Now, which one do you think it is? Because yeah. at one, she said French fry, and she pointed to McDonald's. And two, you're like, oh, I don't get how to talk to her. You're like, maybe you're a fucking moron. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, all you're like, of those Thanks for derailing my story, Jason, but sorry. No, you know what I realized? that So when I'm sitting there having this conversation with other people on Facebook, is that I'm not the only one. Like Anna wasn't the only one. And because we didn't stand up, like I didn't know these people spent time in the principal's office and that the principal would only speak with like the teacher and the principal and the parent all in the same room that she wouldn't speak to anybody individually. And I thought that was just me. Yeah. Come to find out, I wasn't the only one. And so it does make you say, we shouldn't be silent. And then it brings you back to the protest again, saying, you know what? The more that we're silent, we're not actually doing anybody any favors. We're not saying what the real thing is. And maybe I should have said something louder. Maybe I should have, you know, not spoke more ill of her, I guess I'll say. <laughs> or, I don't know, made a bigger stink. I don't know, protested outside the school that she shouldn't be a teacher anymore. Um, do, you, do you think that there is a, you know, in, in this, right? It's the... Yeah man, how much do I say? And you watch people who, me, right, who say too much, get too aggressive, go balls to the wall. You're like, I don't want to be Jason. Jesus, this guy fucking guy's crazy. But also, I want the best way. I mean, I guess I bring it up because I think there is a, uh, there's a balance, right? And um, the, the guard, if you will, or the group, if you will, um, I think we need to figure out how to bring it both ways. Uh, I think my side, the super aggressive, crazy person who has called the principal into seven meetings with my kid, right? Because I don't like what's going on and I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then, and then yourself is like, I didn't realize we could bring all these motherfuckers together and just shut shit down. Yeah. I I want to see in my dumb brain, right? I want to see which I don't think they want to see is the coalition of understanding of, of us talking that says, Hey, Jake, I get it. But if we don't use your alliterations, if we're not as crazy and aggressiveness as you are, and if I bring my speech up a little bit and you bring yours down a little bit, we can change everything about our kids. And I don't, think there's, I don't think there's enough of that. Like if you were in the same school district as me, I can tell you this, that fucking school district would be on, on death's row as far as like, if we don't appease Jason, who's a psychopath, and Kathy, who is actually just like, hey man, can we just do it? They somehow came together. They came together. Oh my gosh. I know, right? That's terrifying. It's only terrifying because it challenges the way that traditional teaching and engagement is done. And I think it's more valid now than ever because I've had to teach my daughter. 
and I got in trouble. And admittedly, I should have been in trouble. I was at my friend's house. I've said this a couple of times. I apologize to people. Um, I had a, I had a, my, my buddy Trey. I love Trey to death. I just, I literally, I just left his house and I was like, hey man, I love you. We disagree on so much. And sometimes, cause I get excited, my voice goes up and he's just like, hey, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling, man. I'm just, I'm ex- come on, man. I'm not yelling. I'm not. <laughs> Kathy's actually heard me yell. I'm not yelling. Um, but I love Trey to death. His wife's a teacher. And I was in his back porch and I was being an asshole. And I was talking about how I hated teachers. And the fact that motherfuckers shouldn't ask for more money or anything else because my kid's not getting an education X, Y, and Z, and this is why. Trey's wife is a teacher. One, number one, grossly disrespectful. Not just because I was at their house, because I know Becky and I know the work she does. And she's an right. amazing human being. And all teachers 100% are doing their job. They might not know in this COVID-19 world how to do their job or what's going on. And that creates frustration with parents and teachers and everything else and administrators. I get it. And I was grossly over-exaggerating my position. Number one. Number two, I was disrespectful. Number three, uh, I didn't preface what I wanted to say correctly, which was, I didn't go to school for this. (laughs) <laughs> i know me yeah i, I went w- to school to manipulate the media and i have done a stellar job <laughs> <laughs> you are very good at that i will, I will say that. i think i'm okay at it right so i went to school for that so if you want my child to manipulate all the other kids mm-hmm. i'm in let's do it if you wanted to learn math go fuck yourself <laughs> I don't know what math is. I'm a moron. So I'm like, I'm like, I am Richard Dreyfus showing up on the dinghy, right? I don't know shit. But I have a lot of ideas, a lot of dumb shit in my head. And it comes out out loud. So I have a podcast. It's also why I have friends. And it's also why I have friends that hold me accountable, like Trey saying, hey, you pissed my wife off. I'm like, fuck. I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to disrespect your wife. Did she say you couldn't come over anymore? No, not at all. But I sent oh. her a video. I sent her a video and I was like, hey, Becky, I want to let this, I want the dust settle. I did, because I really did. I wanted to let the dust yeah. settle. Yeah. And I really wanted to be heartfelt. And so I actually did a video. Oh. She saw my face. I yeah. sent her a text message video. I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Because I am sorry. Because I don't want to disrespect what Becky does. I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect what any teacher does. I don't. And did I bring up any of the iterations of why, why? So no, 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 no. Because that wasn't appropriate. Yeah. Because I offended her. I offended what she does. I offended the people she works with. There's no reason to give an ancillary and be like, by the way, I said it because X, Y, and Z. Oh. No. <laughs> I said it because I'm, because guess what? I was drunk. I forgot uh-huh. where I was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and more importantly, I was disrespectful. And I'm glad I said it there so that Becky and Trey could hold me accountable for my words. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I would argue that like the hunting for jaws, the whole idea of, of everything we're going through, uh-huh. I would argue it's okay to be wrong. It's okay. Here's the 
here's the big the question in being wrong, right? Here's the big yeah. question. Where are you at on the movie? I uh, they're they're uh, I got some weird guy in a camouflage shirt and uh, and he's driving out in the boat with other boats behind him. I think we're going to hunt for Jaws. Oh, okay. Oh, you might be behind me because I feel like Richard Driver. I am thirty minutes and forty-five seconds in. Scroll across. But okay. I, but but the reason I want to say that is, if I need to jump ahead, let me know. But the reason I want to say that is because. The only way you can become better is if you're wrong first. So, and, and, and once again, to our thing in the very beginning, you find some people that, you, that love you and, and understand who you are and can call you out on your wrong. Mm-hmm. Great. Becky called me out of my wrong. Her husband called me out of my wrong. He did. And I wanted to figure out the best way to communicate that I'm sorry. Sure. If we can do a better job of letting people in the cancel culture world, instead of saying, let's kill all sharks, go, why did the shark bite? And the shark gets to go, I thought it was a seal. And you're like, well, you're a fucking moron. Seals don't look like you're like, well, my eyes are bad. Like, can I get your glasses? What are you going to do? What are we, we going to do? What are, are we going to do something? Can we do something? Can we hang something? What are we going to do? If you take that same idea and you put it to me being an idiot, right? Guess what I get to do? I get the beauty. I get the insight from Becky, from Trey, from other teachers. I get all these wonderful things that can let me know where I, where I was wrong, why I was wrong, and the emphasis of where I was wrong and how I can be better. One, two, how I can empower my child to love her teacher more and embrace those teaching principles more. And then three, how I can be a better friend and a person to my neighbors. Are you mm-hmm. like this, this is the wind of winds of winds of winds. But instead, generally speaking, say some dumb fucked up comment, what happens? Cancel culture, get out of here. You're dead to me, you're done. It is as much as about being open and honest as much as it is about surrounding yourself with people that are smarter and better than you that also allow you to fail. Does that make sense? Yeah. Long uh-huh. rant. It's a very long rant. I apologize. You know what, though? I think uh, because you are raising Harper and you do care about how she behaves in the world and i think next time when you have a situation like that you should ask harper how you should handle it really yeah because it'll teach her like because kids say things that offend people all the time right <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the me, she hit me in the stomach today and told me i was fat and i was like oh, yeah. Yeah. and i was like i'm buying you lemonade right now you understand <laughs> i'm buying you lemonade you're yeah. calling the person who's buying you shit fat. And she goes, yeah. sure. And I was like, COVID-19, the bitch. Number one. <laughs> Number two, dad's fat sensitive. So can you just call him thick, chubby, or husky? Because there's another word besides fat. Port- portly is a really good word. I like that word. Portly is port- not a good word because portly is where people shit. Not a good word. <laughs> 
hey, they did catch one shark in my movie. Hey, so I've got, um, I've got a shark in my movie. It's got a weird mouth. It's a very yeah. gay, gay thing. White open have, mouth. Like, ah, yeah. No teeth. He's like, oh. oh, I suck shark dick. Why did I get killed? I just wanted to blow a swimmer. And the okay. guy's yelling. He's like, whoa, what are you going to do? He's like, you're a camouflage. He's like, why is it that everyone who's aggressive when it comes to guns or hunting or anything else, they have to be in camouflage. And any politician in a movie who's a pussy is in pastels. <laughs> I don't know, but that is definitely a thing, for it's sure. definitely a thing. And they both have valid messages. But for some reason, the media has decided, mm, crazy, uh, might be gay. But we don't want to judge either way. <laughs> Well, the way they have this shark propped is also like a fish hook. He's like, <laughs> like, like hooked through his asshole. He's like, oh, what yeah. are doing here? That is <laughs> hurt. Oh, my God. Okay, so my shark story, or my, my yeah, jaw yeah. story. Your jaw story. Get at us. So we have a beach house, and, you know, when, when COVID happened, they shut down all short-term rentals. Sure. But your affluence said, fuck that. And you're like, we're just we're, we're going to rent our own beach house from us. And we're going to call it a, a loss on our beach house because we rented it from us. And yeah, us I wish I, being I wish I, your daughters, if you had your daughters rent your beach house from you, you could have saw it as a loss. <laughs> well, we did stay there for, we did stay there for a few weeks because the other thing that they said is you can't come to town, right? They told okay. everybody, you can't, you can't come, come to town. To town? What town? What town are they shut yeah. down? Because they only wanted locals there. Okay. And they and they were virus free, so they didn't have anything to worry about. So they only wanted locals to be in town. And anyway, so I thought it was so really hold on, funny. Your area was virus free at the beach. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I think they only had like six cases in and no deaths. Can we? I mean, that's a crazy thing, right? It's like that the media doesn't really disseminate between six cases versus a hundred cases versus who's hospitalized. Who's got antibodies, who it doesn't impact, and everything in between. Like, no one plays, no one goes past the numbers of, oh my goodness, a million people got oh, tested. It, yeah. No, it's, it's, right? it's, it's horrific. And the other thing is, they're, they're mostly, look at the ages of them. Like, yeah. we, look at how much knowledge we've lost. The average age of a COVID death is eight years past the average age of a person dying. Okay, I'm gonna move. It's kind of getting sunny in my seat. Move it, get sunny in your seat. You got this beautiful wood above you. Can we talk about, um, so hold on, let's talk about this really quick. Wait, because, I'm sorry, because, sorry. Hold on, because we're, because we're uh, talking about sharks and you are yep. in great white shark country. Yep. Let me ask you this question. You bought a beach house. You go uh -huh. to the beach. Has there ever been a time when you've been thinking about or scared of sharks? Uh, when the kids were little, like Joey's 22 now, and when they were like seven or eight, we're at, we're at another part of the beach. And um, it was when you could just let your kids just do things, right? So the boys went down to the beach. Joe had a friend, and um, they found a surfboard with a big bite out of it. And then somebody came and told 
there were sharks in the water and that they had been sighted anyway um and that they shouldn't be on the beach by themselves and they actually shouldn't be in the water so i don't think the boys swam the rest of the time that we were in oregon we were living on the east coast at the time anyway i don't think the boys ever got back in the water again they were scared to death i'm but just I'm curious what uh what what system you're using because i remember going and visiting my dad in portland oregon uh-huh and they're like hey we're gonna take like four or five days and every time it was i mean my dad he was a hairdresser he didn't make a lot of money he was a excellent saber uh there's a part of me that wants to embrace my dad and go hey dad what did saving look like well I mean, uh, there's also a part of me that goes shit he's gonna cut a lot of the really things i love out of life so i don't want to talk to him about it. but we would go to the to the coast Mm -hmm. I'm a fat kid. I'm a butterball. Seven, ten, nine, twelve, fifteen. I'm a butterball now. I, I am a shark. I'm a seal. I'm a little fat seal just swimming around. And my dad would just be like, you should go swim in the ocean. <laughs> you try the ocean? Don't play in the sand. You should play in the ocean. The ocean's amazing. You should try the ocean it is so crazy the waves come there's salt water it's amazing and there's a part of me that goes my dad loved me and he wanted me to experience really cold water and swim and have a good time there's another part of me that goes he was tired of paying child support he just wanted me to die <laughs> which one do you believe true today uh well i'm still debating <laughs> no my dad and i are friends uh, we're, we're very good friends. I love my dad to death. Um, but we don't have that thing. And I was, it brings me up to this, right? So we don't have that thing. Uh, we're not father, son. We're friends, which is different. Yeah, it is different. It's a good relationship how, to have. How are your girls biologically? Is there a different relationship biologically with your girls? with with Jean than it is with Anna. Nope. Same. That's I, same. I don't. That's fucking magical. Yeah. You understand that. I mean, like, my dad divorced my mom. And then I got to see him, like, once, maybe twice a year. So mm -hmm. like, once, twice a year. And I talked to long, for you motherfuckers that don't know, long distance was a thing. It was expensive. It was a pain in the ass. And someone had to make the phone call. And both parties got charged. So long distance was a real fucking thing. And we were in Montana and he was in Portland, Oregon. Right. So I talked to him maybe once, I don't know, maybe once every three or four months. And I went and saw him once a year. It was my dad. Yeah. What was your holiday? Uh depends. Um Fanch, can you leave your butthole alone, please? My dog loves to look his asshole so loud. <laughs> he's like a porn star he's like look at what i'm doing it feels amazing and people are like i think he's got he's got to express his anal glands i'm like he doesn't have to express his anal glands he's got to stop looking at that see banjo flip him up flip your camera over there banjo what's up bud he's over here he's just now he's now he's right at my feet going i don't know what i did was i loud <laughs> could people hear me licking my asshole i'm so embarrassed right now <laughs> Was it loud? Was it sloppy? I'm like, it's always sloppy. It's an asshole. Jesus Christ. Did you ever see Joanna Gaines did this video once? And, you know, she's If it's in about her house. licking assholes, I'm in. Joanna <laughs> Gaines, get at me. 
Her dog is literally scooting its butt across the carpet in the background. That was so great. Her dog has worms or he has clogged anal glands. My dog's <laughs> just a fucking pervert. <laughs> My dog loves sex. Her dog has a real fucking problem. My yeah. dog's a pervert. Her dog has a problem. Joanna Gaines, send your dog to the vet. You know, you're wealthy enough. Just get the fucking vet involved. My dog just loves to lick his asshole. I thought it was an anal glands. I went to the vet. They're like, he doesn't have anything as anal glands. I'm like, no, he's always licking his asshole. She's like, some dogs like that. I'm like, can you put that on the dog WebMD? Because the dog WebMD, when I, when he, you know, it's like, it's like adult WebMD, right? He's like, hey, what happened? I licked my own asshole. They're like, well, you have cancer. You're going to die. With him, he's like, the anal glands are blocked and he can't express them and he's going to get cancer and die. I'm like, Jesus Christ, just go to the vet. Go to the vet. She's like, you don't have anal gland problems. He's like, look at this asshole. He's a weirdo. I'm like, okay, I've got a dog that is me. Wait, do you, do you clip Banjo's nails or do you? Um, I clip or do you, you do? No, I'm an adult. I clip him. I look at him. I give him a piece of pepperoni and I, and I cut that fucking nail. And they're like, how's that pepperoni? He goes, have you ever cut it too low? No, We've had this <laughs> no, because I don't, I don't get close at all. I keep his nails elegant and that means long and clicky so I can hear him coming. So I'm having <laughs> sex with my wife. I can close the bedroom door because I hear him go click, 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 click. What are you guys doing? I'm like, I don't want to get into all this banjo. You're not a videographer. You have a shitty camera angle. You're not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it. I've put a camera on your back. I've let you in the bedroom. And it's just feet and then a sloppy sound. So worst sex video ever. You're not hired, <laughs> Banjo. I'm clipping your nails, but I still want to hear you coming. So I just know that I can close the door or stop you in any way, shape, or form. You don't interrupt anything. Because you're, you're right. still a nosy asshole. Because he's driven by his nose. He's like, these, all these smells are amazing. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> assholes sweat and come these are the worst smells of all time and these are the things you're driven to come to the bedroom for get out of here <laughs> the only the only i mean the, the crazy thing is, is you hear you you smell the room when a child is birthed it's this beautiful clean smell there's like this smell it's just like childbirth it's like it's a, this is this perfect essence entering the world it's got this beautiful smell sex doesn't have that banjo <laughs> relies on those smells to be like hey what are you guys doing and i'm like get the fuck no <laughs> nosy bitch <laughs> someone's like i didn't realize dogs were going to be involved in sex of this movie this is a, a appalling <laughs> I, obviously you've never heard this podcast before because if you think i give a one baker's fuck you're crazy and two come on calm down this is Kathy. we went to orange county with a with a flamboyant liar and almost landed 10 million dollars with a flamboyant liar if they did not do a background check on him we would have gotten a minimum of 10 million dollars I know. How crazy is that? That we swung the pendulum so far that when it, it, they decided yeah. to do a background check, yeah. we passed. 
I, but more, more importantly, I passed. <laughs> Kathy, you know. know me. We have been, I have been blind drunk next to you with spilling stories I should not spill to anyone. Yeah, but I didn't I, tell anybody. But I also, I, I also passed the background check. And one of the three of us, none of us called, did not pass that background check. <laughs> well, that part wasn't surprising. Well, it's not going to be. How do you, how do you reconcile opportunity? So I have a hard time with this. Let me just tell a story and then I'll pose the question. I um, like hunting for jaws, right? And we've done some hunts for jaws, pot, drones, technology. Like we've done, hunt for, we've done some hunts for jaws, not in the bad way of jaws, but like we just want to get the, the big fish, right? Right. We had a person with us. I am, uh, I'm broken. First of all, I love the fact that we are, we are friends. We still text, yeah. we still communicate. I got to talk to your daughter sometimes. I got to actually talk to Jean. Uh, I would have your whole family down here in Austin any day of the week you want to just to come hang out and just be with my family. I, I love your family. And I would not give up this relationship for anything. Well, that's however, really... However, I can take me. Yeah. However, we've also because of another business partner lost out on arguably hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. And I would, I would pose the question to you of what are wins and what are losses through life? Because we won, but we lost. Yeah. But you're still at a beach house in fucking Oregon. So we didn't, I still have a pool. I still have a kid. I still remember my beer fridge is full. Like I'm not missing anything. So we didn't, we, we won and we lost. We won this. We won you and I. Yeah. Oh, for sure. One friend. I am the little brother. We won it. We won it. Yeah. And we won it for a lifetime. Yes. So we won all those things, but because it's a weird thing, right? We won everything, but the person who brought us together was full of lies and brokenness. So, so two things, God, I'm the worst at asking questions. One, how are we still friends on a broken premise? And two, how are we not bitter about literally the hundreds of million dollars of loss because of a liar? Because I know the answer for me, but I want to hear the answer from you. So the answer to part two is it could have been a lot worse. We could have gotten into it. <laughs> it could we could be sued, worse. right? We could be the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> but it it could have been way worse. We really could have toileted that thing worse. Um, so it was better to not get too far in. So, and I think we're still friends because we have a common bond and a respect for each other about our different smartitudes. And, and you are like a little brother to me. I mean, we've had some really fun experiences and, you know, I don't know, 
it's been super fun. And I can say that I probably drank a little bit too much last night. When I woke up this morning, I still felt drunk. And <laughs> I remember you saying one time the same thing. Oh, like, oh, man, I'm drunk today, but I'm just going to go have another beer and then get ready for work. <laughs> yeah. So even though we weren't talking, and, and I, I mean, like this morning, you are the first person to come to mind when I'm thinking about being drunk at work. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I look at it this way. LA, uh, there are too many principles that are, that uh, if you look at them, from George Washington, previous post, in art, there are failures. There are slave owners. They're racist, uh, they're bigots, they hate women, whatever it may be. They're, they're, they're fraught with deception and brokenness. But people who actually love people, who are smart, who have experience, who just, you know, just love people, man. They're just like, yeah, can we just hang out? That is the thing. That is the ultimate connector. I remember when I first got introduced to you, and I was not, I was not introduced to you properly. Where did we first meet? Uh, it was during the uh, pot thing. And uh, it was a phone call. The first time we had a phone call was at my kids' swim meet. And I got text <laughs> messages from someone that was just like, hey, I just want to let you know, blah, blah, blah. She's got a thing on marketing. And, and like this whole litany of just like war chesting up. Like, hey, yep. you got to break all these barriers down. But I don't know what the text message you got for about me. Crazy person. Da, 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 da. But I was at my kids' swim class. I was like, Jesus Christ, I got to talk to this fucking lady? And then we <laughs> talked. And then I was like, Jesus Christ, why is this guy on the phone? Like, why aren't we just talking? Like, yeah. why aren't we just doing shit? And... Then you fast forward and we're in Southern California and I, and two things um, really hold a special place in my heart. One was that Mutt Lynch's night. I'm going to take you to a place that was special to me. And one person on the business team was like, well, the, the wood seats, there's no padding and my asshole hurts and da, da, da. And there was you, you're like, these are your friends? <laughs> for over 20 years these people these very smart intellectual and literally seven out of ten people here are female these are your friends these are the people <laughs> that look to you and go yes i trust him these are the people and all of them are like yeah you're like okay Let's party. Let's have some fun. Katura, Misty, Claire, my brother Chase. All of them still ask about you. Seriously? Yeah. That's, that's very sweet. No, but it's true. Yeah. Because you wanted to know them. Yeah. I was the, the conduit, but you left the conduit. You didn't leave the conduit behind, I want to say it that way. You're like, yeah, they're the conduit, but hey, listen, if you, listen, if you influence this motherfucker, then I want to know you. 
And those things, those are like the other person in the group, right? I mean, he wasn't part of that. You know why he wasn't? He's transient. And that's okay. Listen, yeah. transient people, and I don't, I, and the reason I don't bring his name up, and the reason I don't, I don't knock him is because I have you. I'm not mad at him ever. I'm disappointed. I'm upset with the lies. Yeah. I'm disappointed and upset with the deception. I'm disappointed and upset with uh, the, um, the other emails and phone calls I've gotten from him reaching out to other people in my network that when we were connected that, uh, that, that, that he leveraged. I'm disappointed. Mm. I'll always be. Surprised though. Definitely not surprised. But I will never, ever be disappointed in any way, shape, or form in what he brought together. I never will. Yeah. Kath, you're a godmother to my kid, whether you know it or not. You're a star. You are, you are, you are, you are a friend to me. You are, you are a confidant to me. You're an amazing person. And why? Because I got to spend so much time with you. Hotels and travel and, 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 and Cottonwood, Arizona, and Newport Beach, and everything in between. We had some really where, smart where one person where one person complained, where yeah. one person went, ah, I just don't let her. Yeah. You and I, you and I didn't tough it out. We just did it. Yeah. You and I were you and I. We just did it. And why do we do it? Because we had fun working together. Because yeah, if you was, look back and you think about all the decisions, all the, all the plans made, all the things done, all the strategies done, where I'm calling you going, hey, wild tonic should go to cans. You're like, what do they look like? I'm like, these are my numbers. You're like, they're a little fucked up. You should look at it this way. I'm like, great, boom. Guess what? I was in HEB yesterday. Wild tonics oh. and cans. Is it really? Oh, for fuck's sake. And why? There was no magic person that rolled into that company. There was an arrogant piece of shit that rolled in, told me to shut the fuck up. And there was you and I, right? You and I yeah. that rolled in and said, hey man, if you do this, you do this, you do this. The numbers are simple. Well, if Steven approves the numbers, or this person approves the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And they fired him, and the rest of the other guys like, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, these are lies. This is how it works. This is why it works, blah, blah, blah. Well, I just don't know. Well, guess what? I mean, we were, you know, it's one of those things where we were right, but we were wrong. Um, but we were, we were right because we were right, not because of we were trying to stretch the boundaries of a company as much as we were right and just like, we're just right. And in the world of we're just right, mm -hmm. toxic people, that uh, bring us together traditionally would break us apart right they'd be like yeah. well you're right there like he figured out how to break things apart he figured out how to fragment groups yep yep but and a testament to you and a testament to your husband and a testament to your family and i really do mean that because a testament to adoption and understanding you never bought into that 
There is not a moment where you bought into that device divisiveness. In fact, from day one, you systematically cut toxicity out and mm -hmm. brought this crazy kid from Montana who loves to drink beer in. And I will let you know, without a shadow of a doubt, how much that meant to me, how important that was, that someone just, there wasn't a parent, there wasn't a wife, there wasn't a kid, there was just someone who just saw me and was like, you know what, I like him. You don't know how much that meant to me. Oh, that's super sweet. It was so fundamentally important to how I navigated life, one, but two, how I saw you, mm. how I saw business relationships, how I saw other things that were just like, oh, wait, it's not cutthroat. It is uplifting. It is building. It is these things. Yeah, there's not enough of that. No, there's not. <laughs> There's not. It's crazy. There's not. I mean, I am arguably an obtuse, crazy person. And I was sitting down, I was talking to a friend. I go, I'm sitting down, and I got to get that big breath because I'm transition. Uh, so I'm, I'm sitting down with the neighbors, and I go, Hey, oh, I got an idea. And my buddy Ryan goes, He goes, If you don't think about this, or is this just a idea I go, no it's just a two ideas just in my head but i want to talk about it he goes sure go ahead by all means jason take the floor and i go so we have nudists people what? are naked they're naked okay. all the time and they're like you know what? i'm naked and i'm naked because i'm naked and they're like okay well you can't be naked everywhere i'm like well i fucking hate pants and no one from heb or albertson's or ralph's or wherever no no one no one ever said Hey, uh, you have to wear pants. That never existed. Right? You're just like, hey, yeah. I'd be naked. Fucking do naked. Be a naked bitch. Right after. You're doing your own colony. So I'm wondering in our future, where do masks go? Are masks now all of a sudden uh are they, uh, are we gonna have like nudist colonies? We're gonna have mask colonies? I'm not mad at it, right? Like I, 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 I deliberate on the, uh, on the injunction of emotional and, uh, and directional FaceTime without a mask, right? Without this, without covering up everything below the eyes and the eyes, you know, so. I'm not mad at it in any way, shape, or form, but I am the person who goes, wow, imagine this world, imagine this place where I have a no-mask community versus a nudist community. It's kind of the same thing, right? I don't want to see old balls. I don't want to get this. I don't want to see saggy titties down to the knees. Well, I don't want to get this. I believe in 10 years, we're going to have mask and no mask communities. 
I could be crazy in that, but I would say this. I think it is, uh, it is aggressively, um, you know, some of it's very real. Hmm. We know. do know the governor of our state is requiring that all public places have masks starting next Wednesday. So. Your also, by the way, also, the governor of your state who said when uh, Antifa was protesting and the police came to your governor and said, hey, can we not wear masks so we know who is throwing acid, hitting some of the bike lock versus peacefully protesting? Can we just say like masks shouldn't be a thing? Same person who said, no, it's uh, infringing on their rights if, uh, if, they, uh, if they can't wear masks. That's a crazy thing. And that is where, you know, that's a hot button issue, but Antifa and other groups infiltrate. And it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like, listen, I think there's a point to everyone having a voice in a, in a protest. Mm -hmm. I agree with it. But I think the violence around it, I disagree with. And I will always disagree with. I don't, I don't know a place where I can come to. And if I'm wrong, by all means, please, people, send me. Talking during movies podcast at gmail.com. Send me a thing on why I should change my philosophical view on the fact that what? That I love protests, but I hate riots. That I love people voicing their opinion, but I don't like Antifa. That I love conquest over mind versus conquest over with violence. I mean, how wrong am I? And if I'm super wrong, Kath, please. And I'm not saying like, it's the uh, Jason, well, you're a fucking moron. Everyone needs to have a grenade launcher and run in. I'm just saying like, if, you, if there's a different principle involved, I don't know. Because I don't know, because I'm not that smart. <laughs> you are really smart. I don't know why you always yourself. <laughs> I think you're crazy smart, so, you know. Well, there's, there's studies and tests that say that I'm not crazy smart. There's an SAT score, an ACT score that says I'm as dumb as my fucking basset hound that walks next to me, so. I know, but the flip side of it, too, is look at they're going to do away with all those things now so that you don't even have to have that to get into college. <laughs> Things are I've all of a sudden become Mensa of world. This is not good, Kath. This is not good. I think there's a balance here. <laughs> no, no, no. Mensa worthy, man. <laughs> what do you uh, what do you tell your girls? Um about what? Life going forward, man. I mean, we got we got literally we have sharks in the water. We yep. literally have sharks in the water. So you've got single girls, you've got, you've got married girls, you've got dating girls, you've got everything in between. Uh-huh. You have sharks in the water. And it's more than a relationship. It's more than a manipulation. It is sharks in the water, unfortunately, politicized, right? Oh, you believe this? Get to that group. Oh, you believe this? Get that. There's no homogenized middle ground that says, hey, can we just be friends? So what do you tell your daughters? 
Um, and your son, I guess you, 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 I guess you have a son. I guess, I guess you have a son, right? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you have a very amazing son. What do you have a son's a daughter? Uh-huh. Um, well, you, I have to tell the same things to Joe that I tell to my daughters. Like, I can't have Joe be a flaky person either, right? And sure. I, Joe's or Joe, Joe's like, why is my ears burning? I'm, I'm literally outside of cell phone and social media. <laughs> Why the fuck am I, why is my head lighting on fire right now? Yeah, for sure. He does that a lot. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I guess we, 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 you just, you just have to be able to talk about things and listen openly is what I think. Like, and, and you have to be able to talk about everything. Like, let's just say this. So one of my kids did some social distance dating over the internet. She had three How dates. Fuck does that work? I'm curious because I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, as a husband who does not want to cheat his wife, I think this is the best outlet. Social <laughs> distancing, dating without ever meeting them or talking to them, but also suddenly sharing pictures of like, you know, my first mouth, my navel. <laughs> Actually, I did that whole bit just to say my first mouth, my navel to get your response. That's the only reason I did that. <laughs> Transparency. Because <laughs> now, because now, tomorrow, when you take a shower, uh -huh. you wash yourself, you're like, there's my first mouth. That's all this is Mabel. My first mouth. How are you, buddy? You want to try something besides soap? Do you want a little bacon in there? A bacon? Do you want to try a little hot dog? How about some coffee? Would you like to try first mouth? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry you lost out on everything. And the big mouth up here is like, blah, 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 blah. Would you like to try a hot dog? How's the first mouth feel? Guess what? Yeah, Kathy, Kathy, you've yeah. never thought about your first mouth that way, have you? No, no never. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with pot and, and alcohol. I think about the yeah. first mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I like, by the way, folks, in case you're wondering, this is where Kathy puts me in check. She goes, yeah. <laughs> this is where Kathy puts me in check. So in case you're yeah. wondering if she's really putting you in check, when you put that mom tone on, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up, Jason. It's not a oh, first mouth. It's a weird thing you're talking about. Trying to overjustify the fact that you're just not sensitive, which is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> how does one recover from that i don't know i'm the host <laughs> of a podcast i don't yeah. know i just throw shit out to you I hope, I hope you rescue this shit all right we got we got a shark we got fishnet we've got a guy drinking shots and we got me singing stupid shit how are you gonna rescue this it's up to you you're the guest all right i'm the Wait, person who lays out okay, the platform so and the platform is obviously flawed in the fact that it comes down to me watching a movie with no sound and making shit up and then saying random shit like first mouth should have the taste of a of a hot dog before you do <laughs> so this is broken from the jump this is like the economy as it pertains to anyone who needs help the our economy is built on two things one futuristic growth and two, spending your money for futuristic growth. So when you interrupt that, COVID-19, you have this weird economy, this crazy thing that goes, how do we protect and save our shoppers and still keep 
shops open and then taxes and Speaking uh and then you know the, the group goes yeah fuck give them 20 trillion dollars let them shop motherfuckers go crazy yeah and then someone goes yeah i don't know man i mean i don't think small businesses need like 20 trillion they really like a hundred thousand i i applied for the sba loan just as a, as a flip just to try to find out based on my company and everything else i got i was offered one percent one percent of what i make quarterly one percent five hundred dollars was offered to me wow wow that shit so it's so you know i mean i laugh at them. i was like i mean listen i figured out other ways to do shit i don't care but it's always was like there's a person who's like i'm gonna do the SBA loan that's gonna be amazing i'm gonna show my taxes i'm gonna do this it's amazing and they get the ppp loan or the sba loan or whatever maybe and they're like it's a thousand i had a guy call me today he runs an amusement park for kids. Okay. He had five thousand dollars to keep From all the his yeah to keep all his staff uh -huh. and the place open and everything else. He got five thousand. He's like, and my friend in Minnesota who has the same company got five hundred thousand. He goes, so who do I complain to? He called me. I was like, <laughs> bitch. One, you fucked up your loan application. Two, yeah, for sure. Two, you already got approved, so you're not getting another loan. You already got approved. And then three, think smart. So here's the funny thing. I'm with the motherfucker on blast. I don't care. So he calls me. So first of all, his friend calls me. And he has my cell phone number. So he has my number. He doesn't call me. Mm -hmm. His friend calls me. Oh, I'm like, hey, listen. You haven't called me. So he calls me. He calls me. And he goes like, this would happen. I can't believe it. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Stop complaining. Go to the cities around you and ask them to tax subsidize you and then move your shit to a surrounding city. And then also explain in the tax subsidization why it's important to have high school kids and college kids work a job and what that means for taxes and what it means for for payment and what it means for understanding how, how shit works in a business. Do you have all the information? It's like, quiet. I'm like, if you have all that information, you can do all that and then show the taxes you paid in Austin and everything else. If you do all those things, you're gonna win. And here's the funny thing. I got a work call. Can I call you right back? Yep, 100%. It was at 10 a.m. It's 9.41 p.m. And he saw us call back. The motherfucker's, the motherfucker's never going to call me back. Because guess what? <laughs> he went from easy money, like, can I just, can I just, is there a petition where I can get more money? Yeah. Or do you, are you going to make, or are you going to move shit out of a building and then, you know, do this and do that? You're going to make me work? Yeah, motherfucker, I'll make you work. Like, I work every fucking day. I'm going to make you fucking work. He goes, <laughs> I got to call. I got to get someone back. And don't think tomorrow morning, I'm not going to call the person who called me saying, can you help my friend out? You don't know if I'm going to think I'm going to call her and be like, hey, by the way, 
that dickhead, that little motherfucker, that yeah. little dickless wonder fucking cunt, piece of shit, who <laughs> asked me, asked me, asked me. He's like, oh, I just want a woe is me parade. I just want $750,000. I just want blah, blah. I gave kids pizzas for a week. Who the fuck cares, bro? Take that to Buda. Imagine if you're in Austin and you go to the next community over, Buda, San Marcos, whatever it may be. You're like, hey, uh, COVID kicked off. Um, you know what? Schools weren't giving food. It was horrible. Uh, so here's the tax dollars we spent. Here's the kids we employed. And it's important why kids get employed. And this is why, oh, by the way, when push came to shove and we were, you know, and then no one was able to come anywhere. We gave out 20,000 pizzas to make sure families had food. Mm -hmm. So that's what I told him. All the shit he did. I just told him what he did. Yep. And he's like, mm, seems hard. Like, yeah, those numbers, you're already done. Them. Seems hard, but those numbers are already existent. They already do it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait, there's a call on my phone. I got to go. So they're fucking pay me. All right, great. By the way, there's shit on the back end you've got to do, motherfucker, to make that shit work that you yeah. don't know about, that I do, as you and I know, as we talk about, you know, we're like, oh, this company asked me to do something. I was like, yeah, here you go. You should try this. Like, we should do this. Like, yeah, you should try it. Like, yeah, we're going to steal your ideas. Like, great. Hey, it fucking, and then you get a call like a month later. Like, I fucking failed it. The guy, the backpack guy in Portland. He's like, oh, it didn't work. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you didn't listen to one fucking thing I said. You took two things I said. You tried to make phone calls around me and you fucked yourself. Why? Because you're a cunt. Because you're a greedy person who's complaining about life being greedy around you and you didn't take one moment to stop and think about the fact that you can help people. You can be a rescue, a refuge, a, a, a beacon. For one moment in time, you didn't think about that. In fact, you never thought about it. And when I challenged you with it, you're like, yeah, I got another call. I got to go. And then you took the, <laughs> the ancillary information and you try to run with it. And guess what? Yeah. You fucking failed. And how many times have you and I seen that? We've worked oh. together on how many companies that have seen that? Yeah crazy and and you know what i thought the ppp loan was super easy to get um it's just all this stuff well, you gotta behind. be honest yeah yeah oh no you, <laughs> you do have to be honest but i also think you know like i know the company that i work for we got a pretty big amount of dough and um but we never laid anybody off we continually worked um and and um it was super helpful and in fact the owner now is thinking about like using the money to never have to lay anybody off and never have to furlough anybody and i think that's actually pretty cool like it's not they're not being greedy about it they're not like doing something stupid they're actually doing what it was meant to do um so i don't know i think the guy has a bad accountant and bad relationships you know when people whine did you see all the people whining on linkedin that they never got a He's bank crazy. loan and stuff yeah i, I got five hundred dollars out of fifty thousand one percent <laughs> Well, don't you think it also comes down to relationships too? Like seriously, like I think, you know, we, our company had a great relationship with the bank. The bank came, came and said, yeah, you guys really should do this. And, and, um, I don't know when people are you like, said, well, you said the best word ever relationship is yeah. your company is who you are 
how you function. Do you live in a world of relationships or are you transactional? And there's not a right or a wrong answer. It is, are you transactional? Yeah, and I and think I would, those are right? And, all, and the transactional people are fucked, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Relationship people live. And I mean, I think there is a terrific, and not in a good way, horrific storm coming our way. 75% of small businesses are going to be dead. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yep. But there's a choice to be made. There's a valuable choice to be made, which is, are you transactional or are you relational? Because the ones that were relational, right? To your point, mm -hmm. to your company, yep. right? Yep. They survive. They get money. Pay people. They do things. They, they make they make strategic decisions to keep everyone employed. They yep. share everything. Yep. So where are we? And I would say that we're at a crux of what fits. And I would argue that economically, what fits what 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 fits is not what socially or more importantly. Uh, how we engage what fits, which is to your point of your company saying, hey, listen, this is how we navigated the waters, blah, 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 blah. Because guess what? That takes too long. Yeah. Right? We're in, a, we're in a fight or flight. We're in a you are done, blah, blah, blah. You are winning, blah, blah, blah. And no one wants to think about the heart or the intent of the person behind the person making those decisions. And you've illustrated that with, with your company and what the choices they're making. And I would say that uh, the other companies that are, uh, that are participating, look at the heart and the choice airlines, $50 billion bailout. They're still going to lay people off. They are. Yep. They're going to lay people off. Yep. So what did we learn? We learned what we learned in 1980. We literally learned in 1960. We literally learned over and over again, which is let them fail and let private equity come in and rebundle, rebuild, and redo. Mm -hmm. so, so based on that notion, though, do you even, like, what's your thoughts on the stock market today? The market is positive because mm -hmm. rebound is going to happen. I don't, I don't think people realize this, and I could be wrong, but I, I would say this. The market is rebounding or insightful or excited about, about a couple of things. One, guess what? Dumb assholes like me are not running companies anymore. They're out of business. So I gotta take 10 or 12 of those dumb fucking companies, right? I gotta give me a million bucks, go jerk off champ. And then I gotta go run companies. So the stock market's excited, right? Because big business people that do public related companies that invest in the market are moving forward. This is the most exciting time ever for the stock market. This is the most exciting time ever for private equity. Um, for people outside of that, mm -hmm. hey man, sorry, you're fucked baseball, bro. Unless you have some money behind you, yeah, either A, you positioned yourself early for sale, or B, you're going out of business. Yeah. 
because that's how private equity works. Remember, private equity only works on like an 8x return. They're not mm -hmm. venture capital, right? So their return is smaller, but it's guaranteed based on a bundling of, of, of two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten companies in that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I think we're in a, we're in a tough spot. I think we are in a, a growth spot, but I also think we're in a, in a very tough spot of entrepreneurship versus investmentship, which is different. Stock market versus entrepreneurship is different, right? And there's reasons why they're different. And it's okay that they're different. I, uh, I would uh, argue that as a country, we are, we are horrible at organizing economics. As a country, we're horrible at organizing emotions. As a country, as a country, we're horrible at organizing a lot of things. Yeah. But in our horrible organization, we've built something so great that we're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. And I would argue Rome probably said the same thing. Not to be dramatic or that this country is going to fail but like it's pretty easy to make this to see rome making the same argument before it burnt down right it's pretty easy to make see rome go hey man we got we got this we are on every continent we know about we are fucking the big people Remember when I when when the, when the, the nomadics tried to come down from the from the from the north Northwest, right? When they tried to come down, mm -hmm. Rome cut off the waterways. Rome was very strategic in protecting their assets, right? Mm -hmm. But Rome never grew. And their, their, their strategy was to starve out the Icelandics to the point that they would sell their dogs across the river so they could get vegetables. And I would say in that moment, in our moment, we're, we shouldn't be wrong, right? Because we live in a confluence of we're a global society and in our global society, we are this. But then we step back and go, yeah, but in American society or Australian society, this we need this. And we haven't figured out the supply chain to understand this versus us. And in not understanding this versus us, and understanding leadership that goes global with the fear of Christianity saying, oh, it's a one world order, the demons are gonna come, versus an understanding and respect and honor of who another person is, until we get there, we're lost. We're in the same fucking cycle. Because religion and bad economics and shitty, shitty 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 stats will always win why because there's not in all of this conversation and in, in everything we're doing mm -hmm. honestly kathy in everything we're doing how many people have talked about we should give money to education based on what's going on they're going to take it away from education yep yeah. For that, there you go. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like, and that's the hard part, right? Because I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, 
I want education for my kid. I want this. I want that. And then it's like, oh yeah, let's let let's let let's do the dance. Let's do the dance. Oh wait, my kid loses. I lose. This is fuck this noise. There's nothing harder, and there's nothing worse in my mind. Now, mind you, hyperbole, obviously. Then living in a world where I want to see change and I'm working to make change mm-hmm. and everything around me goes, yeah, but that kind of fucking sucks. It never worked last time. So fuck it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We don't want relationships. The, the fun thing, like I left my buddy Trey, we disagree. And I remember I was, I was grabbing my dog leash. I was, I was going to fucking leave an hour before I was supposed to. I was going to leave, not an hour before I was supposed to, an hour before our conversation. I was going to leave. I, I looked at the dog leash. I was like, man, I'm not fucking dealing with this bullshit. He was like, you say left, I say right. I'm like, you say that. I'm not getting into an argument. I'm not doing that. I love Trey. I think Trey's great. I legitimately think Trey is an amazing person. I love him to death. We don't agree on how we coordinate arguments. So when I create an argument or a prose against him, right? Mm-hmm. It's seen differently than, than how I'm presenting it. And when he says something, it is seen differently than how he's presenting it. But in all of it, right, we came down to the simple thing like, hey, man, listen, I believe cops need more training, better training, not more, better. They need, need better. They need, be better pre- they need to be better prepared. He's like, I agree. He goes, well, I think this. I'm like, can I just give a caveat? Maybe people should have a better understanding of their relationship with police. Because I only know two. I only know two relationships with cops. I'm a third grader, and a cop came in, said, hi, how are you? This is what I do. And I'm like, holy shit, you have a gun? You have handcuffs? You're an amazing human being. You have an immaculate uniform, and your boots are polished right that's the one thing i get what's my second interaction with a cop been arrested (laughs) arrested how dare you but i got one for speeding so what's the juxtaposed oh sweet guy polished boots wants to help me through everything and then i'm pulled over and then the guy's like hey motherfucker 65 and a 55. Give me your license registration, shut the fuck up, and I'll give you a ticket. Yeah, why do they always have to talk like that? Yeah, but more importantly, why is my education setting me up for sweet cop uh-huh. when that doesn't exist? Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's twofold. It's, it, it, there, there, it's a faulty across the board of not honestly understanding the fact that cops see every day every person who talks to him lies to him it's a fact a fact is a hyperbole obviously but like generally speaking every person who interacts with a cop eh, lies to him in some capacity yeah. oh no bitch you knew you were fucking speeding i run that stop sign oh i didn't i didn't so we have to figure out in this world right interaction 
and embracement and more importantly, relationship. And if we can't do that, we're, 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 in, we're in Foxville and it doesn't matter where the rest of the world lives. It just doesn't. Yeah, but it's an interesting perspective that you bring because I actually hadn't thought about it like that. And you're right, like when you're younger and they have work at day, you know, somebody always brings a policeman and a fireman and they're just really the nicest guys in the world and they're like you aspire to be like that. I mean, how did you ever want to be a fireman? Uh, no, but I want to be a cop for a while until I feel that like my temperament was just not. But I was also super lucky, right? Like I figured out through other people that my temperament, I'm not a good cop. Yeah. I'm not. Kathy, you've hung out with me. I'm not a good cop. No, I don't think you would be. But I think that though that when you were younger, you probably thought, oh, that might be kind of fun, right? Sure. I and wanted then, to be a cop. Right. Yeah. Right. And then your interaction with them is it's not good like the older you get. So yeah and so it's it's a balance right i mean i really think there's i think there's a a hard push that's like we need to hold cops accountable and i and i and i agree with part of that i think there's a hard push that's not being made that should be made it goes understand what the fuck a cop does understand their job listen it is super simple to break or not break a law but understand what a cop does and I mean that in the fact that like, understand NCIS, uh, Criminal Minds, name your cop show, Law and Order, no one says what a cop does. They show what a cop does. They don't show who they are or why they do it, right? So to go from A, Cops are, oh my goodness, and they, they, they stop robbers, and burr, 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 there's a bank robbery, and the cop shows up, and, burr, 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 and we're good. To the world we live in today, there's no middle ground. There's zero middle ground. And all I want out of life for my daughter, for my African-American friends, my Latino friends, and everyone in between, no offense to my Asian friends, but I don't see you guys getting shot ever like white people. <laughs> um, <laughs> no offense to Anna, but seriously, Anna, you're not getting shot anytime soon. Okay? Uh, is this, understand why they do what they do and why they're there. Because if you do, then guess what you understand? You understand laws and rules and regulations. Now, after, if, if all of us understand that, and then a cop shoots or kills someone, guess what? We have a foundation. And why do we have a foundation? We have a foundation that works forward. And why is it working forward? Because it's built on a common understanding and respect of what they do and what we do. All I want to do is build foundations, man. I, uh, I just, I have such a passion for the idea of if foundationally we agree with these principles, then when you go do work, foundationally it changes the way you do work. And more importantly, if you fuck up or, or foundationally society fucks up, guess what? We got a base. We got a base. I mean, 
outside of religion, what basis do we have? And that's a, that, and I don't mean that as antagonistic. I mean that as outside of the thing that 60 to 70% of people when grilled down to the point, think it's bullshit. Where's our foundation? And you have daughters. Mm-hmm. Where's our foundation then? If we use religion as our foundation, no offense to religion, and I, I love Jesus, thank you very much. Um, if we, if we, you can't use it. Does that make sense? Yes, right, because you, gotta, you, offend- you, gotta, you, gotta, you got a crop duster flying over you right now. Like, no, well, live near the airport, so there's a lot of planes that fly over. It's a little private airport, so. But yeah, I mean, it's like. What are you drinking now? I'm drinking a thirsty goat, Austin. Um, but honestly, Kath, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got a stable of daughters. You got, you got one son. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Yep. You got a stable of daughters and one son. Stable of stable. daughters, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Three to one. Three to one ratio there. My terrifying moments are a daughters in dating in the world we live in. Yes. And, the, and the judicial principles around the fact that, oh, wait, no, my daughter doesn't fall into that category or the fact that you have to put her in a category and go, oh, fall in that category. Like I, can't, I, I, have, I have so much angst around the fact of how my daughter interacts with men so that this fucked up world doesn't think she's a, a whore or a slut or this or that or the other, right? Like I am, I'm perpetuant on this at six six years old mm-hmm. but somebody's it, it's gonna happen somebody's gonna say that it's just it, it 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 sucks but it's just the way of the world i think all those names i've been called all of those names and i don't think i'm any of them but it pissed somebody off enough to make them want to say that so and it's just it just bad upbringing because of the but same how do I stop it I yeah, mean, but listen, I, no offense I, no offense I have your son. girls are older no offense your girls are older. My kids, sucks. How, what is something that you've seen that I can, what's the influence I can do? What's the flex I got? I'm a, I'm a 220 pound man. I will literally fuck up six year olds all day long. If they call my so, kid anything. Well, I think that if, if it happened, like I know that you, like when, um, when Harper's been talked to not that not not nicely I've seen a couple of your posts on Facebook sure. and stuff like that right and, and it just I mean kids are just mean it just happens and it's not really it's it's where the kid lives right it's it's not really so much the child as it is their parents and that's their influence um I remember one grandma story she was really mean I wanted to bake her a cake for sure <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's an old school throwback to buy a Winnebago or a keg. And I respect that. And I love it. And I understand where you're going. If you guys yeah. don't, Google some shit. All right, go ahead. So anyway, um, I think like you have to take the opportunity to say something to the other side. Because especially at six, if, if there's some boy that says something to Harper that's super mean and you don't 
talk to the boy or something doesn't go through to the boy like then boys just behave the way they are like until a guy actually says i'm in touch with my feminine side you just don't get it so you know like for sure joe's been coached along <laughs> and he just Joe, yelled Joe's like i've got i've got uh -huh. wings i've got the tattoo got the hat uh -huh. the shirt yeah. it all He's yelled at us so many times that he knows he's in touch with the seven side. He doesn't need any girl advice. And, and um, Joe actually, I would have to say is like, he's a really decent human being and he gets offended when girls are hurt and stuff like that. And so, I don't know. I just, you gotta take them head on. And, and there's so many parents out there who think their kids are perfect and they're just not like, I'm, I'm the first one to be like, what did my kid do wrong? Cause usually I feel like, <laughs> they're not perfect they're all the time for me so I'm always like well what did they do wrong like what did you do wrong like you know I don't know so but most parents they don't look at it that way they think you're the one that did something wrong or your kid did something wrong it's like I don't know Anna was little and she got invited to a birthday party kind of sorta and then I called the mom to say hey we never got that invitation in the mail and and your daughter was talking to Anna about the party and she was saying what the invitation looked like and I we don't have the invitation so you know the party's coming up and she was like oh well we can't invite Anna we don't have enough room and she surely made all that stuff up I've never wanted to crawl through the phone before and strangle oh, Jesus Christ. so hard and it was just it was just flat out rude and then she was like well you could bring Anna or Anna could ride in the front seat but I don't have a seat belt there and I was like no look Anna's not coming to the party like well, fuck yourself lady go yeah, fuck yourself well. we're gonna have a party yeah. for my daughter because you're yeah. a cunt. Yeah. So you're nicer than me though. So you you yeah. handle those waters better. Yeah. It's How rough. do you as a Oh in fact you'd love this story too? Some Please, somebody was let me curse harassing, more. <laughs> harassing Anna badly. And the kid called and I got to pick up the phone and I was like, Look, you little motherfucker, get your mom on the phone. Oh, that was the most. I got. See, I've had some really you, 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 hold on, hold on. Did the mom get on the phone? Yeah. Uh huh. Kid was on the phone. Most uncomfortable conversation ever. I actually Your never. Your little fuck child is <laughs> a dick. I know. It was so great. Don't ever sex my daughter again. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. How? You have a. Listen, you know me. I'm a crazy person. I have, I have, the, the 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 walls for uh for um lack of a better term uh impediment don't mm -hmm. exist in my life a lot whether it's booze or drugs or relationships or me aggressively defending my daughter and well, that's what you're supposed six. to do and she's six and yeah. you've seen at little, I mean, honestly, like you, you've been a part of my life and Harper's life since she was one. It's been a while, yeah. You also know me. Mm -hmm. That's the advice you give me is, I mean, I got, I got <laughs> you, you've run through the gauntlet, my friend. You have, <laughs> you have swam in the shores and the seas of Jaws, and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And I would like to say s'mores are fantastic. And you're swimming through it. 
and you've got me and you know me and we're friends, what's your advice to me? So you need to be her advocate, right? Because she, she doesn't know how yet. And you've yep. been doing that since she was born, really. I mean, look, Chris didn't have an easy pregnancy. Yep. And you had to advocate for care and all kinds of stuff. So that was your first step in, in knowing how difficult it's going to be because you have to do that. Sure. And so it's a great exercise. And I think that at some point, you have to sit back and watch the magic happen and then just kind of guide at that point. Like I'll say when my kids, when each of my kids got into high school, I never went to a parent teacher conference ever, like ever, unless I got called to the school, <laughs> but I didn't do any, do a scheduled thing. <laughs> um, those are usually unscheduled solicitations. Um, and I would say <laughs> that, that's the best thing. Cause now a kid needs to learn that like, right. From like, when you're in high school, you do have to learn to advocate for yourself and you do have to learn to ask for things. And, and I think, you know, I can tell you each of my kids have gained something um, by advocating for themselves. Kate just really wanted some scholarship really bad. And she's, you know, she's finished her last year in college and um, she didn't get the scholarship. So she wrote an email and said, Hey, cause nothing's open, right? Everybody's working from home. So she said, Hey, I just want to know why yeah. I didn't get if I apply for this because I want to go to grad school, what did I do wrong? And they never actually replied to Kate, but they sent this email to a big, huge email to everybody and said, we just realized we looked at all of our applications incorrectly. Um, and then a day later, Kate got her scholarship that she wanted. Now, had she never sent that email, maybe somebody else would have. I have no idea, but I feel like Kate actually advocated for herself, which is exactly what you want your kids to do, right? And then as angry as you get when somebody says something about your child and then you think like when I said earlier and I could tell I made you really pissed when some, when I'm like, well, people will call me all those names. Right. Yeah. She has to learn to stand up for herself. Like I, I'll, I'll tell you like, you what's know, that balance Kath? What's that balance of you stepping in with a fucking hammer and be like, sorry, I'm not going to make it that way. Cause I tell it to teachers all like every teacher Harper's had, uh -huh. From preschool to kindergarten to first grade. Yep. They all start out great. I'm like, hey, yep. man, listen. I'm, and I tell them, like, I'm hard. Mm -hmm. Hard. Yep. Oh, everyone's hard. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden the principal's like, hey, you shouldn't email the teacher this. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm hard. I, I, we're all having a meeting. Why? I'm like, why is the principal here? Woo! The things you sent? I'm like, what did I send that was so fucked up? I said, my daughter, da 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 and your response was, to me, over email was this, right? I'm like, oh, it was. I'm like, okay, so we all agree on that, and then I challenge you to make it better, and now I'm in front of this bitch. So what's going on? And I, oh, you're, you're, you're so assertive and you're just, you're, you're very aggressive and it's so, uh, and I'm, I'm perplexed because my life has been working with women like you who look at me and go, great, however, 
shut the fuck up. And I'm like, I respect that. Thank you very much. And it's not only respect the fact that you said it, I respect that if a woman said it or a man said it or anything else. I respect it because you have always come back to me when I've been crazy with, with concrete evidence. With just, and also just a respect for you. And just an insight that goes, have you seen it this way? I'm like, shit, I haven't. I'm, damn it. Mm, ah. Good point. Yeah. I'm broken as a father of a six-year-old is literally every time that kid's been in that school, at least three times a year, I've been at the principal's office. I have, which makes sense. But I've been there, right? Yeah. Fucking shit up. Yeah. And my wife's like, God damn it. Can we go one year without the principal's office? One year without a lawyer? One year without, come on, can we just do one year? Like yeah. my, my, wife, my wife should have a t-shirt that says one year. And I don't mean that as a negatory thing for my wife. I mean, it's a negatory thing towards me, right? It's like, can we do that one year? The one year where Jason's not a fucking crazy person? I'm like, I'd love that. I would. But also... Y'all are doing fucking shit jobs. And why am I held accountable? Why are you, as an accountant and a CFO, held accountable for numbers? Mm-hmm. They're not held accountable for their shit. Number one. Number two, how can I be nicer about that? Well, you do know you get more with honey than you do with vinegar, yeah. right? Except for, when except for when someone hands you shit and they're like, this is honey. And you're like, it's fucking vinegar, bitch. It's a <laughs> pile of shit. <laughs> well, you have to realize being a teacher is a super hard job, right? You know that. You're, you're living the dream because you didn't sign up for this, but you're teaching sure. anyway, right? Um, yeah. and, and then sometimes if you're not a very good teacher, it's, it's hard. It's just hard. It's, it's hard to teach. And I think I do the exact same thing. I'm not saying anything that you're doing is wrong. And I mean, that's your job. Like that's part of being a parent. And, but the other part too, is you, sometimes I think people put too much on teachers. So I don't know if you do or not. Nope. Uh, I actually get in trouble for shitting on teachers all the time. (laughs) Well, but I mean, like, I think that it's as much your job to make sure your kids are carrying their end of the load as it is that the teacher is teaching them. So by the way, real quick, I believe my daughter has won a psychological dent. And then two, arguably based on me, maybe a, a different dent where I grab her, I don't mean this aggressively, but I take her arm and I, go, and I touch her forehead and I'm like, don't give up. This is not the time. You are smart. Don't stop. No, 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 no. Not only your excuses. No. Boop, 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 boop. And I just touched that forehead. No, no. <laughs> I love my daughter. Kathy knows I'm not abusive. I'm like, hey, man. No, 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 no. You're not giving up. No, 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 no. You're not. You're not, you're not going to do this bullshit. You're not going to be like, oh, I don't know what 10 plus 12 is because it's not 10 plus 10. No, no, shut the fuck up. 13 plus 17 is the same thing as 16 plus plus 14. Shut up, do the work, put the pen to the paper, stop giving up, do not quit on your brain. Stop. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Obviously, 
teachers are well more equipped to say those same words that last longer than me. Yeah, but so Nellie, before COVID, she was, um, she was part-timing at a school and they yep. were, it was an elementary school. So I want to say they were like, oh, they were fifth graders and um, they didn't know how to read very well. At fifth, what? In fifth, at yeah, fifth grade? Yeah. Um, and Nellie really, like, because she was working with these kids, she actually, you know, said, how many of you couldn't read and at least seven other kids said they couldn't read and Jesus. so like when the teacher tells them what to do in the classroom and stuff they're super lost and they didn't you know they just didn't know how to ask and didn't know how to ask for help and so Nally just started back at the basics I mean I'm sorry that she didn't actually finish the school year because she was actually doing challenging things with these kids and she had actually just built herself a job but you know Nally's an amazing teacher and not every teacher is like that where they recognize that you know, a kid is struggling and a kid is having a hard time. And then I think also as parents, I think in some ways schools have turned into daycares where they just are like, oh, I, I had to go to work and um, I'll pick them up or whatever. And they can stay at the after school care. And then they pick them up and they go home and they don't do anything like <laughs> no homework, no nothing. And yeah. that, that's not on a teacher. Like that is on the parent. And I think that's where being a parent and working with your kids like helps. Like, Every summer, my kids did workbooks. <laughs> yep, I just I just bought my kid a math program. Yeah. For a year, second grade math program for a year. Already yeah. Done. I bought her books. My greatest frustration was with her teacher was when COVID happened, and I understand things change, but she had a Zoom call for thirty minutes on Monday. How was your weekend? She had a Zoom call on Friday. How was your week? No, not good enough. I bought a math book. I bought a reading book. I spent four or $500 and shit. Mm -hmm. Online and offline and physical and make sure she, because the other, the other big thing is, right? It's like, oh, it's, it's online. They, their hands, dexterity, right? It's like, you got to, got to write. No, no, no. I bought workbooks as well. I bought everything. And this bitch had the gall to say to me, why are you complaining? We're getting it all done. I'm like, bitch, you're not getting anything done. <laughs> My oh. daughter is emailing you pictures of workbooks you've never seen before that I ordered, that I bought, that I walked her through. And mm -hmm. I'm not smart like you. And I, I bring that up because it's like passion job. We are passionate people. We will run the 30-yard dash and a 40-yard gym with the lights off and be excited about it. We are passionate people. Mm -hmm. Our passion has also associated us with, uh, with people that I would argue and say that maybe we shouldn't be associated with. But it brought us together. So then I would say, yeah, we won. Yeah. I wish teachers would have that same attitude. I wish students older and younger um, would uh, 
and they're young and they're old, but they're young and they're, they're, they're still kids, right? It's like, I'm not here to, to legislate on them on how they should feel and all this bullshit because I can only say one thing. 2023 year curveball, kids. It's horrible. Yeah. But in the world that threw you a curveball, understand this. And I do mean this. 100% I mean this. In the world that threw you a curveball, where you, were, where you thought you were struggling, where you thought you were broken, where you just didn't know and you're, you're shooting jaws, as it's, 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 it's pulling barrels. You're like, shit, where is this motherfucker going to go? I'll tell you this. Who you are, what you are, and what you do built your response for 2021 and and the world around you is only trying to foster and help you be the best person you can be moving forward and i wish that you know and i know there's school legalese and there's there's educational legalese like we can't see we're teaching we can't see we're doing this we can't see we're saying this we can't say the kid accomplished this because of legalese of laws that say if they can't say two plus two is four and they also check mark this box, then, then the school doesn't get funding. Fucked on fucked on fucked does not mean any child should suffer. Fucked on fucked on fucked means one single thing. Rebrand, regroup, reorganize, make it better. Make it simpler, make it easier, make it more direct, and give these kids the opportunity to work with people. Then again, I'm a crazy 46-year-old dad who wants the best for his kid. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the great yeah, of course you do. Everybody. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. But you just have to keep doing you. Like, I just feel like if you stopped and you didn't do that, like, I don't know what would happen to Harper then. Like she doesn't have an advocate. Then, then you'd really be a shit. Like, so what's worse? Yeah. Then you'd really be a shit. That's a t-shirt <laughs> for father's day. <laughs> hey, guess what? You really became the shit. Where's hey, by the way, I did you change your thing? Cause I think you should, I still think your first description should be that you're a dad. You're like one of the most proudest dads I know. Um, it's a great question and uh, I've deliberated on that so I'm uh, I'm torn I'll tell you why I'm torn I'm an idiot and I love to drink and I love to have fun and I love to say crazy things and um I don't necessarily want to burden my daughter with, uh, with me. I don't mean that bad way. I just mean that in a, in a, in a, in a Jason way. Like I just want to burden my daughter with me. So it's not that I don't want to say in the, uh, in the epilogues or in, in the description of the podcast, that I'm a father. I, uh, I just want to wait for my daughter to get old enough to uh to get her approval because i say random shit i say outlandish shit i talk crazy 
but I talk crazy not in a way to disrespect her or any institution or anything else. I talk crazy because I want to throw things against the wall and see what sticks, A. But B, this is the prototype of the world where I live in where I go, man, we got to talk. We got to have fun. We got to bounce this out. I got to put this on Instagram and then people comment and they say things like, well, you should, you know, I get direct messages. I get a ton of, it's so weird that in this podcast, I get two things. I get emails, a shit ton of emails, and yep. I get direct messages. Well, that's I nice. I don't, I don't get a lot of, of proactive engagement on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. I get some likes and I get some shares and some shit, but I don't get a lot. Mm-hmm. And so to your point of like, why don't, well, um, one, I want my daughter to understand. I don't want her to, uh, to not understand um, the thing she's being roped into when I say I'm a great dad, right? Because I don't know if I'm a great dad. I will say this. The one relationship my daughter never chose was to be with me. <laughs> That's the one she never chose. She can choose all of her friends. She can choose anything else she wants to do. She never chose to get stuck with me, ever. She never once was like, that's the guy I want. You know what, the crazy guy? Yeah, no, that, that fucking psychopath, I want him. I want him to be my dad. She never chose that. Okay. Ever. So I wanna be cautious um, about my relationship with her and the fact that still at six, in her virgining mind and how she sees me and everything else. I don't want to lock her into where she feels like she's like, yeah, that's the guy I chose. Um, not saying I'm setting myself up for rejection from my daughter as much as I'm saying I'm setting myself up for, I am fraught with mistakes and I don't want my daughter to, I don't know where this podcast is going to go. It has grown more than I ever thought it would have ever grown in my entire life. The amount of downloads in the countries that listen blow my everlasting fucking mind. 300 to 400 people a day download this dumb fucking podcast. It's not dumb, it's actually fun. Well, thank you. Nobody says it's dumb. It's not, it's I, not I, dumb. I, I, I say, say dumb, hyperbolistic, but it's like, I've got that, and yeah. then we have this intelligent, smart, navigating young woman who's six. I don't know if she wants to be co-signed with me. I'm not saying I'm a bad dad, not saying I'm a bad, I have bad thoughts or anything else. I'm not saying that, I'm just saying like, I don't want to put that pressure on her. Because if this goes any bigger, mm-hmm. she'll get pressure. And I want her to know that I never intended that. Because that kid is so, and you know, shit, I've bawled in front of you. <laughs> I've literally bawled in front of you of my love for my kid. I, uh, I don't want that. I don't want her to ever feel or see or understand an emotion that goes outside of me loving her. 
and I get good and bad text messages. I get good and bad emails. I get good and bad responses. Um, but uh, so she, what's... She, she didn't choose me to do a podcast. She didn't choose me to mention her. She didn't choose me to love her. She actually didn't choose me to be a dad, right? I mean, she was, she was thrusted into all of this. So Literally. I'm very confident. <laughs> Literally thrusted in all of this. I uh, I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable uh, putting that there because I don't feel comfortable in the fact that I don't know um, outside of my daughter being like you're the best dad in the world. She's six. Obviously, I'm the best dad in the world. But I don't want to. I don't want to hang that monarchy. On, on, on her, if that, if any of that, if this very long-winded answer to your very short question makes sense. Well, so um, as I also I, teared up and cried during the whole. I'm gonna ask one more question though. What What would you say if somebody said, "What's the proud? Of, what What are you the most proud of? What would you say?" What am I the most proud of? Uh huh. Um, the the thing I'm most proud of is that I, I have a relationship with my dad. Ooh. That is, that's the thing I'm most proud of. And that's really and sweet. not easy. Yeah. Because of me. It's not because of him. That yeah. guy is just, they call me Bella Yellow. If there's a song, they call me Bella Yellow. <laughs> and underneath, there's a conspiracy theorist there. Perfect. That's my dad, right? <laughs> and I have done everything to fight that relationship, to, uh, to break it, to circumvent it at the veins of where it, where, where it breathed life. I've tried. Mm -hmm. Some of that has been influenced by other people, and I don't blame them because it's still, I'm an adult. Right, mm -hmm. but that's what I'm. That I mean, as an adult, that's what I'm most proud of. Uh, Twenty years from now, if you ask me that question, I would hope, based on our relationship, I would, I would, I would honestly, I would, I would be like my daughter, obviously, but um, I would also say that you know what, you know what, my greatest achievements are is. I, uh, I, I don't feel guilt when I miss a call and I call my dad back. I don't feel guilt to call him back. I just want to call him back. I don't feel guilt. I don't, I don't have that right now. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I want my daughter to have not the job that she wants. I want her to have the experience she wants. Because I, I believe that jobs are going to be removed and experiences are going to happen. Do you experience uh, Starbucks? Do you experience serving food? Did you experience being a librarian? Whatever it is, did you experience it? Did you? Because mm -hmm. life is experiential. So I want my daughter to go, man, my dad, my, my dream is my dad. She goes, my dad said. That's sweet. I can experience this. And I did. That's all I want. 
will handle everything else. But if she doesn't have the freedom to just open up wings and fly, and this is coming from a kid from Montana who wanted to go to college and his parents told him, I, uh, I can't do that. Mm. Sorry, man. You're not smart enough. You're not going to college. You know, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not going to college. I wasn't supposed to go because I'm a girl. You weren't supposed to go because you're a girl. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to go because I'm not smart enough. And yet we have, we're surrounded by kids that are doing their miraculous, amazing things that are breaking our minds Crazy every shit. day. Crazy shit. How, how about the kid? Did you read about the kid who wanted a Nintendo Switch? No. And he, fin he finally got one, and, but they were super hard to get. And so he built a program that, that showed when, when, when switches were um, in stock at stores. So, they were, so you couldn't get a switch if you were over the age of like 12, because this 12-year-old was telling all the other 12-year-olds where they were. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I'm just going to say that Kate wanted one really bad. So Kate downloaded this thing that this, this search engine thing this kid made. He didn't get paid anything for it. Um, anyway, she got her Switch. <laughs> She's like, it was magical. It said it was at the store. I ordered it online. They shipped it to me. I'm just saying, like, kids are really smart, and they are doing a bunch of different things. It's amazing. That's They're just a amazing. really dumb They're thing. Smart. We are also blessed because <laughs> we keep getting these fucking kids that are amazing and smart. And whether you adopt them or birth them, God damn it, they're amazing and smart. And they really are. And uh, yeah, I, I, we, I, um, and, and, and I, I don't know about you, and I'll ask you this. Do you struggle with, because I do, I struggle with the baggage of how my parents positioned me. What they said, they're like, you're not smart enough for college. Like, I don't know where you're going. Why are you, you're just going to, you you want debt? All right, fine. Go fucking, you're going to take a year off? Okay, fine. Go, whatever. No, no, go. You're fine. No, no, we're not. You're, okay, no. Debt is your future. Good for you. I think there's a powerful statement in what you just said because Jesus Christ, it's just, it is the boat, the back end sinking in on Jaws, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to catch the shark? Are they kill the shark? What's going to happen? And as parents who have gone through good and bad, I would argue this. One, trust me, your kids think everything you've gone through is amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do. Even the <laughs> shittiest thing, they're like, tell me that story again. I'm super oh. curious about that story. So one, everything you've done is amazing. Two. Hello. Guess what? Oh, Jesus Christ. Who is this? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's Anna. I don't, listen, I saw the hair. Uh -huh. I saw glasses, and I was just like, I don't know what kid of Kathy's this is, but sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> Anna, Hello. come in here. Anna, we've actually talked on the phone a couple times. How are you? I'm good. I just saw a friend. 
Who was your friend, Parker. male or female? Female. We've been best friends since high school. Nice. Hey, we're talking about something. I want to. I want to get your insights. Can I? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you want to? All right. There? So. Here. I have a I, uh, and I have a daughter, and um, I, I, I obviously, I mean, Kathy knows I love her to death. She mm -hmm. tries to have credit on this podcast about three times about her. Um, in her growth perspective and who she is as a, as a, as a, as a, as a young woman, and mm -hmm. she's six, so obviously, I'm foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, Jesus Christ, let the kid get to grade school. And I'm like, I'm already foreshadowing. Listen. But I, I, more importantly, I want to ask, you know, as, as a young woman, uh, you know, and, and who you are and all the things you do, mm -hmm. the importance of mom and the importance of dad in, 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 in who you are and, um, and how you see life, what, what does that look like? Hmm. All right. Let's see. From dad, I would say you look for how your dad treats the wife and the kids. Okay. Uh, for what you want in a future spouse. This is really key. Okay. <laughs> um, for mom, uh, seeing future, like what the relationship you want with your kids. I guess how you want to treat your kids. Um, what else? Relationship with mom and dad. Mm. Answering this correctly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. There's not a wrong answer. Uh, mm. When uh, you're adopted. Yep. Obviously, you adopted Kathy, which is great. You adopted an older white woman. I love that. I love the power that you exerted on yourself to adopt an older white woman. It's fantastic. You're right. Fuck those Karens. You're like, I'm going to adopt all the Karens. And I love that you're <laughs> going to do that. Okay. Adopt all the Karens and get them right. God bless you for your work you're going to do. And I'm going to create a VC fund. It's going to, trust me, we're going to pay for it. Um, but in adopting, uh, in, in, in adopting Kathy, and I do mean it that way. I really do. I'm not being hyperbolistic. Okay. Because uh, you, you missed this point where Kathy and I were talking and I was like, hey, you know what? The fun part is, is that our kids never chose us. Right? Our, I mean, like, our, my, my daughter never chose to have me as a dad. Uh-huh. She never did. So that's why I spin it and say you adopted Kathy. That's why, that's why I make the spin. I'm like, you adopted <laughs> Kathy. Listen. Kathy loves you. You know why Kathy loves you? Why? Because you adopted Kathy. <laughs> Kathy didn't adopt you. That's bullshit. That's 100% bullshit. Anyone can grab anything and go, this is mine. Look what I did to get it. If the other person doesn't love that the same way, it's bullshit. Right? So you adopted Kathy. So in adopting Kathy, Yes. In the world that you live in, A, what, I'm so glad you're here. What is the, what is, what, what are the things you've taught your mom, mm -hmm. A, and B, what have you learned from your mom that you're just like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe this, this, is, this has been a secret with, 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 with white women for so long. <laughs> <laughs>
Hmm. Me, I've I've taught my adopted mom. No, no. <laughs> the woman you adopted. Correct. The woman, Karen. I, woman you adopted. You Karen, Hold on, stop you. it. Stay there right now. <laughs> Listen, you adopted her. She okay. loves you. You adopted her. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, she learned from me to be open-minded. Okay. Definitely open-minded. Um, in the aspects of different lifestyles. Sure. Career choices or career okay. paths. Um, what else did I tell you? Patience. Yeah. Any parent can relate to that. First of that, that's <laughs> bullshit. I reject patience every day. I like to flip my lid knowing that I'm like, I reject patience. I don't have it. I don't want it. Fuck it. I'm going to go crazy <laughs> for a second. I like how you shake your head. You're like, he's a psychopath. We're not going <laughs> to If he comes to Oregon, I'm going to go to China. I'm just going to let you know right now. Book hey, a flight. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, mm -hmm. so the other night. Travel. Were, so I know the other night, were you on the uh the phone with uh with Kathy? Yeah. Waited the phone call? Yeah. So um my goal is for next year, next summer, is to have Harper and I uh go up to the beach house in Oregon. Mm. Ooh. That's my that's the one thing I want to do. Like my, my, my grandmother's 94 years old and mm -hmm. uh, God bless her. I mean, this woman has done, she's amazing, but I'm also the black sheep and Kathy knows this very well. I'm, a, I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm a crazy person. And um, I don't, I don't, I, I'm a crazy person. And I am torn in this is that my 94 year old grandmother calls me and goes, I don't want your granddaughter not to know who I am or forget me, come visit me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I'm the black sheep. I don't want to bring COVID-19 to you and kill you. So, <laughs> so where's the balance, right? It's like, Jesus Christ. So I just like, do I drive up and then just drop the kid off in front of the house and she waves? And they're like, great. And then like someone drives in, it's Townsend, Montana, population 500. And then the one girl who makes maple bars drives in and goes, this is from Harper in a full medical gear and drops off maple bars to grandma. And I bring all that up because one, A, I want to visit the beach house. Definitely. Uh, definitely want to, uh, you know, stock up the wine and the booze, Kath, seriously. But I want to visit the beach house. <laughs> Beach house. And then two, I wonder in my um, extreme analogy where in this changing world, right? Mm -hmm. Where you sit. Like you are you're a young, you are a successful, you're an attractive, you're a go-getter. But yet, we live in a world that goes, hey, I got to put you in a box and then I got to make sure that you don't go here, but you don't go there, but you go here. But you go. You're, 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 you're the menagerie of Legos that click and don't click. Mm -hmm. 
how frustrated are you, A, and then B, how do you take that frustration and pull it back and go, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm with mom. I was just talking about this with Tommy. <laughs> are you um, serious? Yeah. Fucking wizard. I'm a fucking wizard. No, it's only me saying that. Don't worry. It's going to be hashtag fucking wizard. Don't worry about it. It's, it's good. It's, it's, it's just me being like, I can't believe I'm so smart. But you're smarter than me, so get at it. Okay. Um, so what was, the, what was the question again? Kathy, see how it goes? See how yeah. my crazy rants? Uh-huh. You've, been, you've been 10 years of hanging out with he, me. Almost. He wants to know why, like, I was only out here. His question was, um, sorry. My question like, was twofold. Was one was like, hey, in this world of, 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 of COVID-19 and distraction at the same time, acceptance, how do you navigate relationships? And then, and then two, in all of this and everything that we do, how do you see yourself moving forward? I mean, at the end of the day, now you have the, the, the flag, the stamp, the tattoo, whatever you want to call it, of COVID-19 moving forward. And mm-hmm. you're not wearing a face mask, face mask now. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm, we're on Zoom. Jesus Christ, it's not a horrible thing. But I was like, where do you sit in a world moving forward, in a world moving forward that is also on a pandemic scale and on a racial scale, and then on a homogenous mother-daughter scale. Like, how do you net, because you are a unique position. You're, no offense, you're adopted, (laughs) smart, you're, you're articulate, obviously with smart, I'm surprised you got that from me. Or did my mom tell you this? No, your mom told me a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> you're relationship oriented. And most importantly, you love the people around you. So in this world that's changing, how do you as a young person, as an entrepreneur, as, as, as a leader, as someone who's seen before and after, how do you navigate these waters? Well, that's not oh. the answer. <laughs> you being scared of a bee is not the answer, and I will not accept that as the answer. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard. I heard a bee fly by. Jeez, that was loud. That is the second time that's happened. Well, you guys not are getting bombed. In days and two days in a row now. What was the sound? What just happened? You guys freaked out. I didn't hear anything. I legitimately did not hear anything. So what happened? I just, you know I, I, made, I, made, I made a prose and I just saw you two go, <laughs> and that's all oh, I saw. And it's right there. What? Is it a bird? No, it's a bunch of smoke. It's the second time I've seen this happen. Um, somebody's like it- dropping like a, like a, like a firebomb. Like it's definitely, it's like a, it's a mega power firecracker. Super or, loud. You know, like or, when it's raining. Or when it, someone when, exhaling, exhaling a bong hit. Oh, that's a big bong. That's a bad bong. Do you know um, when a transformer blows? Nope. Because uh, I don't believe in transformers because I'm an adult. And I believe that those are toys. <laughs> okay. An electrical transformer. That's what it sounds like. It's just, it's the most crazy shit ever. Anyway. I like how I said something legitimately for your daughter. And she looked at you like, he's fucking, No. This is bullshit. I can't believe you're talking to him. 
I'm not going to address the fact that he just made a Transformers comment on Transformers that could be real. Your daughter legitimately looked at you and went, I can't buy in on this bullshit. He's fucking <laughs> crazy. Call Steven Siegel right now. Call him right now because I'd rather have this conversation right now than with a guy who doesn't understand how Transformers work. I'm obviously. <laughs> Way more okay. Wait, Anna, Anna, yeah, Anna's gonna answer her your question. No, I know Anna's gonna answer my question. Oh, uh, you know, honestly, day by day. <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm doing it. I I've made goals for myself in the past with certain sure. dates, and they didn't happen. So I just go day by day now. Anna, um, you know, you've got a you got a very supportive family. Um, you're, 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 you are, you're very blessed to be surrounded by successful people and um, obviously people that have failed and uh, you, get a, you, get a, you get to see it all, right? And that, that's, that's family, success and failure and everything else. Uh, as, an, as, a, as a young woman that, is, that, a, that has been adopted, mm -hmm. what do you say to the other young women that may be a part of, let's say a successful or whatever it may be family, uh, as you are, right? I mean, you obviously, I mean, you're the beach house. You, you, listen, it's not like you didn't get adopted by someone that, um, that could not uh, financially you know, make sure that you are fed. Does that make sense? Yes. So in this world of adoption, in this world of success, in this world of understanding, mm -hmm. where, where is the, the rub that goes, hey man, I, I love my mom, I love my dad. At the same time, number one, you're missing a fucking point. And number two, I, you know what? God damn it. Thank you. I'm going to run down this road. Do you feel that empowerment to run down any road based on your mom and dad? It's okay. You can say no in front of Kathy. It's, listen, I'm, I'm not going to <laughs> No, no. I, I, I do have empowerment because they, because of, because I was adopted, I'm able, they set me up for life. Like they set me on a good path. Okay. So I do. What's that, what's that feel like? To know that you can just be like, I'm going to open the phone book and just go after this. What's that feel like? And I, the reason I ask, it's, it's not hyperbolistic. The reason I ask is because I want people to understand, adopted or not, um, immigrant or not, one, I want them to feel the power to go after something. But two, I really want them to understand the idea of, Give me an give me an example of something you went after where mom and dad weren't a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Oh, let me, hey, hey Santa, let me guess what? You. I'm gonna pull up the sleigh right now, and I'm gonna pull some <laughs> gifts out of here. Let's go. Um, I would say my choice to get into graphic design. Okay. At first, hesitant, understandable as parents are they care about your future sure. uh they were so they were unfamiliar with the 
the creative industry. So it took a lot of convincing and hard work to prove to them. So yes, but they eventually got it, so. But also you did it. I mean, you did the work. Yeah, I did do the work. You did the work. Um, would you say uh, that, um, God damn it. I'm the worst <laughs> asking questions. Like Kathy and I have a conversation and I get you and I'm the worst asking questions. They're so long-winded, they're crazy. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, Kathy, as a mom. Mm. <laughs> Look at the smile. Brilliant with a good question. Look at the smile. There's a good do I teeth. There's no, there's barely any gray in the beard. There's a good smile. Uh, Kathy as a mom. Um, you know, I mean, she's not she's not having other kids. So let's let's run it up. What are uh <laughs> I'm not saying she can't have other kids. She could freeze some eggs and just hang it out, but she's not having other kids. So um, what are what are the things you love about mom? And what are the things that you're like, hey, moving forward, let's let's uh, give me some wings. Give me a little more space to fly. You already did the, the graphic design thing. Come on, motherfuckers, let me go. <laughs> what do you love about Kathy first? What do you, I mean, because you're adopted. Like, it's a weird thing to say, but it's like, honestly, like I tell my kid, I, I, I sit down with my kid every day and I just want to get perspective, right? So I sit down with my, my daughter and I go, you didn't choose this relationship. There's no point in time where you're like, that's the crazy asshole I want as my dad. You never did. She never did. So I sit down with her every day and I'm like, how can I be better? Can I be a better dad? Mm -hmm. I listen better. Do I ask me, what, what can I do? And I try to balance what a six-year-old wants and what a dad wants to make sure she's the best kid she can be, right? And I, and I, and I bring that up because I ask you, not a six-year-old, but um, what are the, what are the, what are the pros and cons of adoption? Maybe that's a better question. What are the pros and cons of adoption? A. And then B, um, what excites you as a, as a young woman moving forward? Because arguably, uh, you, are, you are positioned, for lack of a better term, to... Uh, to make a real impact on other young women around the world. God, that's heavy. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. That's a heavy question. It's still it's, it's it's still recording. So if you think with pause, people are gonna think that the the podcast is ended. Outside of my daughter saying, "I pooped a big one," which is I'm gonna get sued for later. She's for sure gonna make sure this podcast goes global, which it already is. <laughs> It's gonna really blow up like Joe Rogan sounds like, I'm gonna sue my dad because he said two things. He put my voice out that said I pooped a big one and I did. And then I sang a song about how I pooped a big one and he put the end of his podcast and now I'm suing him. <laughs> oh, I just wanna get that out there because it needs to be out there so that my daughter knows 
I'm aware and ready for the lawsuit. Uh, what do I like about mom? Uh, lots of How things. is mom? I don't know. You can't even see her face. Yeah, I'm here. I see mom. How is mom? Mom is How was good. How's adoption? How's adoption? How's mom? Mom is good. Adoption, don't remember it, um, but here I am, alive and well. <laughs> but no, you remember the process of adoption, right? I mean, you remember like after adoption, you're with Kathy, you're doing the thing. How's adoption? How, how was adoption? How was it being around fucking Kathy? She's an accountant. <laughs> She's counting beans at the end of the day. How was it being a daughter of an accountant? Um, Good. She did my taxes. Does my taxes. She does. She did. She does my taxes. Yeah. I asked her to teach me. She's like, oh, I'm just going to do them. And you, tell, yeah, yeah, you tell Kathy, shut the fuck up and teach you. Because <laughs> you get hit by a bus tomorrow and I don't want to be fucked in doing TurboTax and getting ripped off. Tell your, tell your mom to teach you. It's yeah. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Not, I mean, listen, we're all mortal. Mom, <laughs> it's to you, Mom, Kathy. Don't be fucking Thank hiding you. shit. Don't be hiding shit. Give her all. <laughs> Give her all the info. And then just check her work, right? It's like, it's like math for kids. Check the work. Mm -hmm. Check the work. What else? Um, adoption. What, what? I know you don't remember. I know you're. But you went back to uh, to China with mm -hmm. Kathy. Mm -hmm. What was that like? That was great. I think. Uh, well, we were supposed to go to this the hotel where I was brought to my dad. Okay. At the hospital, but we got there and it was a knockdown a year before, so I literally missed it by a year. But it was great to go with my mom and dad. My mom didn't go with me because she was pregnant with my brother, or she didn't go with my dad to pick me up. So that was really cool. I just experienced a new culture with them. Yeah. And my sister over here who's hiding. <laughs> Jeez, let her hide. Listen, <clears throat> let her hide. Um, but uh, you know what? We've got, we're, we're, we're in a crazy world. Um, obviously, there's, there's a lot of you know, random shit happening. But more, I, I would argue more importantly, um, we have a future ahead of us that I believe plans a better road that lays a better system that does it that does everything better than than Kathy or I could could, could ever do. And I believe you're the impetus of that. I really do. No, no weight, no offense. Uh, for my daughter who's six, what is uh, what's the message you have for her? Hmm. Uh, just in life or just yeah. like okay, whatever okay. you want just listen you you are an amazing person who has crossed cultural lines you've been through adoption you've everything else and you're still an inspiring powerful young woman and entrepreneur and so i've got a mm -hmm. six-year-old what do you want to tell her I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna literally this is what Kathy hates about me I'm gonna put your feet to the fire I've got a six-year-old she's got a world in front of her you mm -hmm. are paving that world what do you want to tell her I tell her um, 
it takes a lot of work, but definitely invest in yourself. Um, okay. What does that mean, invest in yourself? Uh, self-love, taking care of yourself. Like, how many, times, how many times this week have you looked in the mirror and said, I love you, to you? Zero. I will do the mirror. At, not at all. <laughs> I get up and go to work and just. Uh. All right. So I want you this. And Kathy's going to text me. But I want yeah. you this. For the next 10 days, not a week, 10 days. A week is easy. 10 days is hard. Look in the mirror every morning and say, I love you. All right. Can you do that for me? Um, sure. I don't like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that answer. Sure is like, yeah, I'll put gas in the car. No, I mean, it could still keep going. Yes is yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cause cause guess means I love myself. Mm. Are you gonna look in the mirror for 10 days and say I love you? And not for me, for my six-year-old daughter. Are you gonna do it? Because if you don't love yourself and you're not gonna build a basis for this, then guess what? My daughter's fucked. But I do. I don't need to say that in the mirror. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, you do. No, I'll, tell, I'll, no, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Out loud verbal communication means more than internal internal communication. It 100% does because it's out loud. Because guess what? You said it. You mm -hmm. say it inside your brain. Guess what? That's how racism lives. Racism lives inside a brain that doesn't say anything. Guess what lives? Love. And guess what? Love lives. Because you say it out loud. And why does love live when it says when it said when it said out loud? Because you said it in the mirror to yourself. That's why love lives. Racism lives in darkness. Racism and hate lives in not saying anything out loud. Racism and hate lives in shh, we don't say that, but we all understand it. That's where that world lives. And I want to break it. And I'm going to break it with you. I'm going to start with you and Kathy. Not just you, you and Kathy. Every morning, I'm going to get a text from Kathy for the next 10 days that says, you two looked in the fucking mirror and said, I love you. And I would love to see a video of it. But if I don't, I just get a text that says, yeah, we did it. Perfect. But why? Because I have a six-year-old. Because I have someone that's six that doesn't understand anything about the world or politics or anything else. But she understands one thing. She understands one simple thing. I like love. I like love. And guess what? What? Love is the most important thing when it comes from inside. Because guess what that means? You get to love someone else. If you can't love yourself, you cannot love someone else. If love does not start inside, it cannot exercise outside. And then when you don't exercise outside, you're just like, well, that's love, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? Divorce, kids, dissension, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. But if we start here, if we start here, if you two start saying in the mirror, I love you, and you challenge my daughter to say it, then guess what? You started something. You okay, so we'll do it. It means something. You've started something that means absolutely everything. 
That we'll no do it. You have to have Harper do it. That no one can love me if I don't love myself. I agree. So yeah, you try so Harper do it. Say I love you in the mirror and let my daughter know because she's six and you're not six. Mm-hmm. That you're amazing. Oh. That you've 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 circumvented global catastrophe. You 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 found an amazing person. You've done everything as a strong young woman should do. So say I love you in the mirror to my kid as a transition and challenge the people around you that have kids and challenge yourself to the people that don't have kids that might have kids to say I love you to you. Because you know what it means? It means I love you. You know what that means? Ask Kathy what that means. The difference between me saying I love her, and I do, I love Kathy to death. I'm a young, crazy brother to her. <laughs> Look at you. What? I didn't Guess say what? that. It does not mean the same thing as when Jean says I love you to her. It doesn't mean the same thing as when you say I love you to her. You know why? Because the impact. But you know where it starts? With I love you. It's super simple. It's a big challenge that is super simple. Anna is really good at saying it to me. She's probably not good at saying it to herself, but she's really good at saying it. Listen, it means dog shit, no offense, if you don't (laughs) say it to yourself. It doesn't. If you're not going to say I love you to you, what the fuck does it matter if you say it to Kathy? If you don't love you, how can you love someone else? Huh? You don't love you, how can you love somebody else? I agree. Okay, so say I love you in the mirror, record it, send it to my daughter so that she can see it, so she knows how to love herself because I can tell it to her until I'm blue in the face, but I'm a guy, I'm, I'm a crazy dad. You're an amazing person who has accomplished more than your mother could ever imagine. And <laughs> on top of that, on top of everything, the coutre de mont, because you've accomplished all of this no matter what, but you were adopted, right? So there's nothing you've done that you couldn't have done by yourself, nothing. However, you uh, got the chance to hang out with Kathy and Jean, right? You got, a, mm-hmm. you got an amazing chance. That said, it proves the power of love. It proves the power of incitement. It proves the power of loving oneself. It does. Kathy should do it every day. Jean should do it every day. You should do it every day. But more importantly, if we want the world to be better, you do it every day because other people will do it every day. If you're doing it in the box, if you're doing it by yourself, or you're doing it for my kid or for me because this podcast or anything else, then we're, it's bullshit. It's done. It's dead. But if you love you the way that I love Kathy, the way that I love your family, if you just look in the mirror and say, I love you the way that I love her, the way that I love her family, the way I love my daughter, you just love you that way and say it and just do it. What hurts? Nothing. What excels? Everything. And why? Because 
There isn't a dollar figure in the world that overcomes love. Never existed, right? There is not a, there's not a problem that love hasn't beat. There is not a situation that love hasn't beat. And more importantly, there is not a culture that love has not beat. We will be rich, we will be poor, we will win, we will lose, but guess what? If we've done it right, we have love. I gotta sneeze. <laughs> I agree. She's gonna sneeze on it on that moment. <laughs> I was listening intently. The fucking diatribe. She's gonna be like, well, yeah, I gotta sneeze. Maybe pepper. <laughs> Could be the salt air. I don't know, but it's probably pepper. I don't know who's cooking with pepper right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, man. My advice, wait, I get to give my advice to Harper. So my advice to Harper is to, to be herself and to just keep loving life. Like, yeah, she loves guess, what, guess where that starts, Kathy? What? You're looking in the mirror saying, I love you. You don't have to record it. Just look at the mirror I love you. Sorry. Do it. <laughs> Grab this for fucking crazy kid and do it. Grab your other daughters and do it. And then when you feel comfortable, you're doing it multiple day every day of the week. And you're recording, you put it on social media. Like if you're not doing this to yourself, if you don't love you, how can I? I do love me. I know you do. We've talked about this. That's why I love you. Yeah. If you don't love you, then why? And how? And more importantly to you. Just interrupting with snot. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm joking. Jesus Christ. There's nothing, there's nothing in the world this serious where, but it is this serious in the fact that, like, man, do you, I, I don't know how to impress upon you. I really don't. And I wish all the daughters were here because I don't know how to impress upon you what it means to have someone of your age, of your stature, of your maturity to look in a camera and say, I love you and share it. I can't, I can't express that because I share it with my daughter and she thinks I'm, every time I do it, she thinks I'm fucking crazy because I'm a dad. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm almost, I'm a, I'm a, almost 50 year old white guy who's like, Hey, you should do this. And she's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, no, look, I look in the mirror. I say, I love you. Look, I look, I, Hey Jason, I love you. You're amazing. I love you. And she's just like, great. Get the fuck out of here. But to have, to have someone she doesn't know and imagine the presence of what that means to all the other young women out there that go, wait, I can love myself. I can love me with all the shit that's going on with all the personally, we don't know what's happening with women. We don't have with men, but we don't have with women. I'll handle the men part, but I got a daughter. I'm proud. And Kathy knows I'm proud of my daughter. I love my daughter to death. My daughter will not achieve the things I want to if the women around her do not excel the achievements of what they've been given 
And I firmly believe those achievements start in women looking in the mirror and sharing with all their other women that I love you. Because if you do not look at yourself and say, I love you, then how can I? No, that's a good point. Really good point. She stepped in. She's like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking Jaws. <laughs> swimming. No, I, I did not. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Anna. Anna's like, I was just, I was, I came over. I thought we were swimming. And she's like, yeah, I got a good broad stroke. I got a broad stroke. <laughs> Look at the back. My backstroke is amazing. Now you're putting the weight of your daughter's success on me saying I love you and sharing it on social media. Yeah, sorry. This is why the other bitches checked out. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking with the bitches comment. I just don't you know, know we say that all the time. No, I love it. What are you bitches doing today? I have so many mosquito bites. So, yeah. so listen. I know we're we're past our time. And the, the movie has ended. But um, Anna, one, thank you for joining me. That, that allowed me to, to, to do this other thing. And uh, I, I will end with this, two things. Uh, one, we, um, we can have all these fun conversations we want. We can. Our avocados will be good. They'll be bad. Bananas will be good. Be, we can have all these conversations we want, right? We can. We don't do anything. They just rot and they just sit there. And uh, you know what? We have an opportunity to, uh, to um, expand a conversation. It does not have to be my conversation, but I believe it has to be a self-love and amazing conversation, one. Um, two, man, we are, I am lucky. We are, we are as bullshit. I am lucky. I have a daughter. I am surrounded by, and then Kathy has brought in to my presence others that are uh, that are powerful women, and I'm very fortunate for that. Like my daughter can look back on the, all these podcasts and go, "He's crazy. He says some dumb shit, some crazy <laughs> shit, some funny shit." But you know what? At the end of the day, his whole goal was when there's a strong, powerful, or powerful women on the podcast, is that they made me better or they tried to make me better, or they did something that if I ever saw it, I would be better. And that's all I want. I want the best for Kathy. I want the best for you. I want the best for my daughter. I want the best for minorities. I want the best for everyone. But in wanting the best for everyone, um, I am uh, I'm biased in that I've got a little girl, six. And I want the best for her. Um, I am honored and blessed to have Kathy as a friend. I'm honored and blessed to uh, have her introduce her family to me. But that said, it's, it is uh, slightly inconsequential um, if the work that Kathy did to make you the amazing woman you are, if she doesn't dig her fucking heels in and make that same work happen for my kid, then, you know, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Kathy's like, wait, I got a job? Or is it paying? <laughs> no, it's not paying. So it's just Jason's daughter that I'm just working hard to make sure there's a better life for her down the road. I'm like, yeah, 100%. Like Anna, but she's six. She's like, Jesus Christ, I went through this for how many years with Anna? I'm like, yeah, no, go through it again with Harper. She's like, fine. Why are we friends? And I'm like, exactly. This is why we're friends. So Anna, the other challenge I have for you is, and I mean this honestly, 
Uh, it's not a today or tomorrow thing, but it's this. I, um, I want my daughter to call you. I want her to hear oh. about your life as, an, as, as, as a kid who's adopted. And then also, um, as is a, she as a, No. no. Oh. God damn it. Okay. No, God damn it. I know, right? She's, she looks exactly like me. It's like, a, like a, there's a baby face. Look alike? What are you talking about? You look more like Jean. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay? I know. It's Jean. It's 90% it's Jean. It's 10% you. And then, you know, Kathy is just doing the work. <laughs> Thank you. But no, I, I want my daughter to call and, and, and talk to, um, to Kathy and talk to you. That's my challenge, right? It's like, I want a six-year-old, a seven-year-old to call you because I want, because as you were six or seven, did you get to call someone who was a business person or anything else? Be like, hey, what are you doing? No, we didn't. So guess what? I'm gonna fuck up your life and make sure that happens. Okay, because I love my kid and because I want my kid, no offense, Anna, I want my kid <laughs> to run after the world a little faster than you did. <laughs> okay. Right, Dude, no I offense, tried. No offense, no offense, I want my kid to hire you, right? Or you hire her and then she hires you again. But I believe there is a groundswell. I believe there's a beautiful thing that's happening in female empowerment and minority empowerment and everything in between that says, guess what? We're not that fucking smart. We don't <laughs> know. Yep. And guess how we're going to know? Humility, embracing the people around us, and taking the youth and understanding where they want to run and why. Mm -hmm. And that starts with you. And then there's a little point in this that allows my daughter to talk to you and feel empowered to go do whatever she wants to do. No pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also with Kathy, she used to call her and be like, hey, I want to, Kathy's like, oh, okay. And like, no pressure, but she wants to do brave, crazy shit. And guess why she gets to do it? You ladies laid the groundwork. I didn't do it. I can't lay the groundwork. I can't. Because then I'm dead. <laughs> but if we get to hang out with you two motherfuckers, and those sly, <laughs> bitches, and those sly <laughs> bitches in the background not commenting right now, we can hang out with y'all, y'all, right? Guess what? What? My daughter's better. Yeah, for sure. So my daughter's better. Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that you read My daughter's better. Yeah. My daughter's better. Guess what that means? Number one, she's better than me. Well, that's, better yeah, for sure. Than me. Yep. And she's got guidance from strong, powerful women that have circumvented the challenges of life. <laughs> Adoption, everything in between. She, you, you, guys, you guys have circumvented those things. I haven't. What, I grew up poor, 
dumb and shooting shit. I made my own bullets so I could shoot more shit. <laughs> not the smartest person. Not the smartest guy in the world. The smartest guy on this fucking block that I live on. So if I got to bring my daughter to YouTube and pass that, guess what? I've already won. I'm already a better dad, a better person, a better anything. Anything. Because it's not me. It's you guys that blaze the trails, that did the hard work. I'm only saying this all because it is what? We don't do it if we're, if we males and others are, don't have the humility to go, what? I'm a little bit broken, not the best, but damn it, I've worked super hard to surround myself with strong women. I really yeah. have. <laughs> really have. I'm super lucky. I flew under a star to, to, to have Kathy as a friend and as a strong woman that, that, that she has talked right. to my daughter and, uh, and I want her to be a part of my daughter's life. So bring all that up to be like, hey man, no pressure ladies, but seriously, there's a guy here who is um, just a, a guy a daughter who really, really wants to, you know, make sure that his daughter is uh, is the um, is the epitome and uh, and the strength of of not only what you two uh, embody, but what the family of the women around you embody. And I think that's so important. I really do because you can't get it from guys. You're not going to. You got to get it from other ladies. And I'll drive. I will pack up a car and I will drive her to Oregon any day. I will. Why? Because of you two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you like, got a cult member. Boom. We got three. We're on we're five. As soon as we're at ten, we've, we've, got, we've got some shit going on. Yeah. No, seriously. I, I will drive her up and, and, and spend time because it's that important to me and it's not it's not flippant kathy's a kathy's a special woman she's very smart she's got great insights um she's a <laughs> she, she has literally helped me through a lot of things and uh and i would i'm honored in the fact that she's talked to my daughter i'm honored in the fact that i i know that i can drive up to oregon and spend time with her and all of y'all and uh and and she will spend time with harper i'm honored with that i really am i mean i have spent time with kathy literally bawling my eyes out because i couldn't tuck my daughter in i've spent time with kathy where i've been on the phone with my daughter and she's talked with her i've spent there is there's a litany of times i've spent time with kathy around my daughter to where not only to understand Kathy and her family, but I understand the importance of what that means to my kids. You know, 
we are all very blessed in the relationships we have. Very, very blessed. Yep, I'd say that. Uh, how we exercise those relationships can change our blessings immensely, I believe. And uh, I am one honored for the time that you guys, you know, Kathy, of course, you spent with me on the, the podcast, but two, then, you know, and you coming in and, and chiming in because that only fuels me to be like, oh, wait, I'm already doing a road trip to, uh, to Montana in August. How much time am I going to spend with the grandma? I think she's 94, the black mm. sheep, right? I'm going to kill grandma with COVID. <laughs> one, I am the one if I showed up, they're like, Jason killed her. Fuck her. <laughs> I'm the one, I'm the black sheep, right? Obviously. But it would be cool to be like, oh, I'm going to go up. I got my buddy. We're going to carpool with, with, with Harper. We'll spend a night in uh, Denver. We'll go to Townsend, Montana. And then, you know what? Fuck this noise. We're going to go over to uh, Oregon to say hi. <laughs> That's great. But. the What's the but? The idea is, is not that I'm just like, oh, well, we're on a road trip. The but is, it's like, Harper, get your pen and paper. Powerful women. Hang out. <laughs> She's and a I've brand. Said no. This, no, no, it's funny. Like, I've said this to her. I was, I was who was I? Uh, I was with a friend of ours. And I was like, hey, powerful woman. Fucking pay attention. And then I was like, did you just say the upward to your daughter? And I was like, never mind, Harper. Go out and play. Uh, <laughs> she was so caught up in the language. And my daughter's only word she cannot say is can't. She can't. She's not allowed to say that word. Why? Too, much, too many relationships I have. Too many friends I have. Too many Annas in my life. <laughs> I've gone through more than I've ever gone through. That have felt more emotions than I've ever felt. My daughter's not allowed to say can't. She's allowed to learn from you. She needs to learn from you but she's never allowed to say can't because Anna, mm -hmm. she's gonna learn from you. So she can't say can't, she's not allowed to. <laughs> You've done I'm more than her ever, ever. So guess what? Mm -hmm. No can't. You didn't get to say can't in the adoption process. Hey, nah, I can't do this, sorry man, I'm out, sorry. Is there no uh, Starbucks card with this? Sorry, I'm out. There's, there, there is no can't in you. Why would I give my daughter the, the exception of can't? Doesn't exist. Never will. Ever. But in that means she needs to understand why she can't, why she's not allowed to say it. And that's Kathy, and that's you, and that's other people. And why? Because now, Anna, you're my friend, and now you're under the arbitrage and under the umbrella of raising my daughter to make her the best fucking person in the world. So there you go. How'd you know you're going to get a podcast and all of a sudden get some extra weight? <laughs> yeah. So with that said, ladies, my daughter is going to sing about the first time she could poop by herself, and we are going to say goodbye. That said, Kathy, next yes, time you promise all of your daughters showing up for a crazy batshit wine infested fun fest. 
<laughs> You're gonna have to pay everyone to come here. I don't <laughs> pay. I get. I mean, no, I literally of- get paid for people coming on my podcast. I just got my wife's like, "What's this?" I was like, "It's for you." She goes, "What are you talking about?" Like, it's a hundred dollar gift card from my last person who was on my podcast because he heard you like wine oh and here's the accoutrement of the other of the other gifts we got in the house enjoy so i don't pay i get paid because of the volume so no ma'am you can pay me you can pay me by being a positive voice for my daughter i can do that all right well then you're gonna do it again so we're gonna do this podcast again all right with the daughters no the bitches you're gonna Mom, you this. cannot call women bitches. <laughs> Mom's not welcome on here. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not hip enough. Yes, we will get everybody together. Yes. Get everyone sure. together. But hey, listen, Kathy, always a pleasure yeah. to talk with you. Um, it really is. You're the best. You are too. I still remember in Newport Beach in that shitty hotel, you had a better room than me. You had a little living room. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, like, no, you should come up to my living room. And I was like, your living room? Jesus Christ, I got a fucking bed and a and a shower. It's all in the same room. And you're like, you should see my room. And I come <laughs> up and she's got like a fucking living room and, a, and then there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a fridge and a TV and everything. She's like, Do you guys want leftovers from last night? I put them in the fridge. It's amazing. She's like, mom. I'm like, I don't have any of this. She's like, well, um, did you, how did you book your, your, your appointment? I'm like, book my appointment? Jesus Christ. I was like, I want a fucking hotel. $29. She's like, well, I'm paying $49. And I have, a- <laughs> I have seven TVs. And uh, I have a masseuse that comes in on Tuesday at 3 o'clock. And it's amazing. Have you tried all these accoutrements? I'm like, Jesus Christ. No, I didn't even know they existed. I paid $29. I'm so excited I'm here. I say all that to be like, ladies, if my daughter does not have y'all in your life, man, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same in a bad thing. It's going to be the same in a really bad thing because guess what? You've done shit physically, mentally, emotionally that I've never experienced. And I, and Kathy, I, I, I love you for the things you've gone through because it makes us friends who we are today. But in that friendship, guess what? You got baggage. Call my kid. <laughs> you got to teach her more shit. <laughs> Anna, for you, guess what? what? You've, done, you've done more random shit than anyone's ever done. You've experienced more stuff than anyone's ever done. And if we want our world to be better mm. you got to talk to a dumb white kid named harper who has only oh. experienced a couple of things me your mom and a pool basically <laughs> right and she's like oh and when i tell my dad what to make him he's like grilled cheese you want a slider what do you want i can tell my dad to make me anything and he will on the drop of a hat because you should be a chef this is the this is the world my daughter lives in and i want her to be broken not by me, himself. I want you to. Break her. I want you to take her on travels and break her. Be like, oh, bitch, we're in the cart that also has chickens. And you're like, 
am I in the cart with you, Anna? And she's like, no, no. I, because of a college education and great things, I'm in a suite. Motherfucker, you hang out with the chickens. We're going to go through Mongolia and Afghanistan. I will be in the suite. You're going to suffer through this. We're going to travel together. Oh my gosh. That was terrible. <laughs> I would well, never. Listen, these are just ideas. Them. All right, you can maybe figure out a better travel accoutrement with you and my daughter. Okay, I think I can arrange that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, anything's better than what Jason just said. Amen. Yes. No, no coop. We will fly on Southwest to Idaho and be like, this is amazing. <laughs> Ladies, thank you. Honestly, Thank you, sir. Um, super fun. You don't get to say super fun. You're here for two minutes. I dare you. <laughs> Kathy suffered through two hours with me. Kathy, thank you. Jason. Anna, Anna, we're, we should do just one together. Okay. I need to be prepared next time. Why? For what? <laughs> we're going to talk. Well, I need to like, think of Why do you have to be prepared to talk? How many friends do you call and go, do you give me talking points before we hang out? Do you, say, do, you, do you text your friends and go, can we have talking points before we can hang out? No. Okay. Well, you're asking me deep, thoughtful questions that I want to have quality yeah. answers. And for. guess what? That's going to happen. And Kathy, <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> All right, fine. Right. By pulling you into for all your listeners, game. my answers will not be very thorough. They're going to be great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I love you to death. Uh, obviously, um, as the uh, older brother to the younger sister, I think you're amazing. Uh, Anna, it's great to see a face to the, the voice. Uh, we've talked a couple of times, so thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And now, party people, here is your moment. When I say goodbye to my guests and my daughter sings about the first time she pooped alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> here it is. Oh. You guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. How do I fucking end this thing now? Four <laughs> end participants, stop recording. All right. I love you guys. Be very good. My daughter's going to see about taking a shit. I'm going to send you the links. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.